messed up. It's a little wider, so it's going to go off screen a little bit. I think we're live. It doesn't matter. John and I are going to solve this. That box. Okay. No, 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 just we're going to hash this out. Just talk quietly box. over there, no. and I'll we're just gonna, wave. Yeah. No. John and I are going to have a fight. Okay. I don't care <laughs> if we're do live it. right do now. We're going to fight. Done. We're okay. live? I, mean, I don't care if we're live. People need to know. Ever that been this live. People need to know. All of this is rehearsed. We need to know what John does. What is that? What is the noise going off in your phone? Coy, I swear to God. It's not my phone. If we go live and you're making noise, it's not my phone. you're lucky you I that? haven't hit you the go. That? You're lucky that? I haven't hit the go <laughs> live button yet. You hear your phone? Oh, it's my phone. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah. Thank God we weren't live because I don't like to embarrass myself when we're live. Otherwise. Never. You've never problem. been embarrassed yeah. in your life. Yeah. We always uh, aspire to that. All right. How long John. do we run this joke where we pretend we're not live? Until you're out of coin. <laughs> the Three joke hours. only works if we don't acknowledge <laughs> I that we're to live. Break the joke. <laughs> what is going on there? I gotta hit this for our podcast. Okay, now we are live and we are recording. What is going on there, citizens of the Reject Nation? We are here to talk about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I like how across the Spider Verse. Across the Spider Verse. Thank you. Um, Jabby went live at the same time. Always, always copying me. He knows to go live on Sundays. We have talked this through. Doesn't matter if you're here from Jabby, the Cinepals channel. You make sure to come over here and you stay here. Yeah, I love what we have set up here it's because <laughs> it looks like. Uh, Miles's chin is protruding <laughs> out. And he is developing some type of un- abnormal growth, which is this uh, death. Which is us. Yeah. Which is us. He's, he's having a, a Tetsuo the Iron Man sort of transformation. Also, yeah. you're above your character in the thumbnail. I'm above my boys, Ben and Miguel. And then John's and got I'm above Scarlet. And I got uh, yeah. P- Pavita That's over right. here. Uh, yeah. I'm so happy. Not the worst. I'm going to make this super big for us to see. Oh, John, I get what you're getting at now. Thank you guys for everyone who is yeah. super Oh my God, John! Genius, John! Yeah. Genius! Look at that! It's a good thing I talk nice about you before we go live. <laughs> Always, <laughs> man. That's that's why I have my best energy. All right, guys. Well, let's get to it right away. Uh, let's start to start off with this. Um, spam in the chat right now. <laughs> spam in the chat right now. What your rating is out of ten? Let's go through uh, everyone real quick. John, what is your uh, rating out of 10? Dude, like nine and a half, maybe a 10. Okay, that's yeah. a good rating. That's yeah, a good rating. Koisan. 9.9, the highest score I've given in, I think, 20 years. Fascinating. What is the uh, point one that gets in the way? There's a scene, and this is so, <laughs> so minute. Like, this is literally, like, I, I don't even like myself for it. Uh, there are two moments in the film where I found myself, on the second viewing, not the first, aware that continuity was an issue with timing for convenience and it bothered me oh and that's literally like the most minute but like there's a moment where gwen leaves and then there's a long talk with miguel (laughs) and his mom and then he catches up to gwen in like a minute and i'm like i don't know about that like they're both (laughs) web swinging i'm like how would you catch up and and like this is so dumb but nothing's perfect 9.9 like that is so close nitpick really gets in the way we got it's and you know when gwen leaves the portal stays there forever and the rest of the movie the portals close quickly but that's it that's it and like not it's 9.9 like that's cartoonishly high yeah yeah, yeah. we got one three out of ten but it looks like in the chat everything is hovering between nine to nine out of ten here i had to look for a problem and therefore it's the nitpicks these are the people that correct everyone else um yeah i thought this movie was probably 
probably like a, a 9.5 out of, I mean, I don't know. Fuck you guys. I'm a 10 out of 10 on this one. <laughs> <laughs> good? No, no, good. I, I That's love amazing. It. Because, well, the one, the one thing I, I, uh, how many times have you seen it, John? Twice. Okay, John has more time than twice. Uh, I have not seen it twice. Okay, I've only seen it one time uh, last week, so I'm really going to dig deep into my memory as we talk about this yeah. because I've seen a lot of things since then. <laughs> um, sure, uh, they're all in the Spider Verse, though. However, uh, I, I the only thing that really seemed a little off to me was in the first like half hour or forty minutes, maybe where. Sometimes it seemed like the pacing was a tad off where it would be like really kinetic and then it would slow down for these really great dramatic scenes. And sometimes I'd find myself adjusting mm. with like, oh, OK, we got, I got to slow down. I got to <laughs> slow down. But I don't know if that was just a first viewing experience. I know there were some people who ex- expressed uh, pacing issues with this film. I actually mentioned that on my second viewing that I like the pacing better the second time okay, because good. I found myself aware of how to watch the stimuli, like there's yes. a lot coming at you. Second time, it actually went up from a 9.8 to a 9.9. Like I, I, I literally was clocking <laughs> that extra point one. No, third time it'll be point one. I watch movies weird. The fifth okay? time Koi watches it, it'll be a 10.2. It's actually <laughs> off the scales. No, I, I watch movies weird, and it's even better the second time for me. All righty. Well, okay. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, if anyone gives a, a thank you to everyone who's been super chat. If anyone gives a, a twenty dollars super chat. I have a thing I cr- we created. Oh yes, moments before. Oh yes, that, so good. Oh, did you hear it already? <laughs> I heard it quietly, and I can't wait to hear it full volume. Because <laughs> quietly, it's, I went. <laughs> it's a little tiny thing, but I came up with it like a minute before John showed up, and I'm like, well, it's the only time it will be appropriate for a live stream. Yes. So I I hope you guys like it. But okay, let's let's play a little bit of catch up here. Um, Dimitri, go, okay, hold on a second. Oh, yes. Okay, John. I know, I know what I'm doing, John. You I know so, what I'm you're doing. You're so money, baby. All right. Can you read the chat? I know it's really far away sure. from us because Boys. there's three of us. Friendly neighborhood spoiler man. Oh, there we go. That'll okay. make it easier. So, yeah. Why don't you guys mm-hmm. read? The, I'm going to just refresh this really quick. Do we, want, do we want to do it in every usual? Cool, please. I'm trying to be calm. Okay. <laughs> 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's Hold big, on. big John energy, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Jeez. <laughs> I am calm. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to make everything perfect. <laughs> Hold on a second. Um, uh, you're, you're so much. Okay. You guys uh, agree? Go read what's going on in the uh, chat McCoy, here. McCoy, that was one of my first thoughts. A- acknowledge things that are going on there while I'm fixing something. Well, really Christopher tough. Morris is broke, and I think we should all start a GoFundMe to get Chris Morris back on his feet. Everyone's super chat to get Chris Chris Morris back yes, on right. <laughs> And uh, lots of mentions of spectacular Spider-Man showing up. Yeah, oh, Josh. Film. Yes, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Uh, Pacoy says exactly, like one of the first sentences out of my mouth was across the Spider-Verse is what we thought Multiverse's Madness was going to be. Uh, that's one of the first things I discussed with True. the group I was with. It is exactly uh, what I thought it was going to be, but actually a little bit more because of the spoiler stream live action stuff accomplishing yes. something I didn't think would work. I, I thought Multiverse was going to include animation. Remember when we did that trailer breakdown i was like there's these three frames of animation they're gonna go into x-men yeah and then uh this did it but better um so this was everything i wanted multiverse to be and more because the inclusion of the canon events actually makes our universe included in this world which makes the donald glover cameo my favorite cameo in the history of cameos and the way they were able to utilize <laughs> all of the elements of the comic books like when he says the canon event asm 90 not only is that referencing amazing spider-man 90 because that's the death of gwen stacy and using those comic covers that's actually how you log amazing spider-man to order it from the 
original publisher. Yeah. So it makes so many things canon because it's a canon event. And now every time I'm in a bad situation, I'll be like, it's okay, it's just a canon event. <laughs> so uh, it actually you know, affected my life in a, in a real way. Did you guys know that Koi's plus one to the Spider-Man <laughs> across the Spider-Verse <laughs> premiere, his plus one, not, not in reverse, this is legit, <laughs> is actual plus one. If you go to social media, was Yuri, who voices and does the mocap, Right, he does the yeah. mocap form for the Insomniac Spider Man, the one from the Spider Man PS4 game and the Spider upcoming Spider Man Two game as well. Which design? Uh, he does the. What do, what do you mean? The 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 redesigned one or the main designed one? Oh no, the mocap no, is both the voice. The uh, face, yeah. however, not yeah. the yeah. So the face is either way. Yeah. Yeah. it's it's him either way. But he, uh, yeah, he. I talked to him after the screening that we saw last week, and I was like, dude, congratulations. And I was like, and he was like, oh, thanks, man. You're the first one to confirm it. Like, I didn't know. And I was like, I'll see you Tuesday. And he's like, what? And I was like, uh. And then I just all weekend made sure that, like, me and Yuri could both go. But uh, Yuri's one of my oldest friends, and I and I didn't realize the impact on – I know, obviously, yeah. I love the game. But the spider culture, like, it was so beautiful to see so many kids and adults and, and people just enthusiastically like, oh, my God, you're my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. So I got to see Yuri, like – live the spider-man life and it was so beautiful and we did every meme on the red carpet we actually did the entire red carpet dancing uh the bully mcguire and yes. uh so there's some footage out there of me and yeah. yuri bully mcguire that's amazing guys okay look i'm gonna i'm trying to balance this out today because i know sometimes we start talking about things and you got to understand this feeling that happens because we love we do appreciate whenever someone does like contribute to like the super chats or stream labs then we're met with this guilty feeling that if we've already talked about it and then it's asked in there, mm. and we don't want to be like some other live streamers who are like already duh, 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 moving on. We already asked yeah. this. We don't care what you have to say. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but there is something that I wanted to address that might seem a little bit off from the actual main story. Uh, but I saw this going around on Twitter this morning, which was the first trailer for a- Across the Spider Verse, where they it looks like what is the name? John, you would know. I mean, both maybe both of you would know. What is the name of Spider Man India's world? Oh, uh, Mumbatan. Mumbatan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like in the first trailer, Miles pierces through there, and then he starts fighting with Miguel O'Hara there. Yeah. Do you guys remember yeah. that? Do you think that is footage from Beyond the Spider-Verse? Oh, that could be a good call, because, I mean, you know, there would be cause to go back there. They're trying to fix it. There's been question called in as to whether they can fix it, and... Pavita is part of the assembled team at the very end, so it could be that they need to go back there for some reason, sure. Yeah, because it seems like they would have to do a lot of work to just animate this. I mean, otherwise it was just a big mislead. I mean, we know Marvel will do that with, like, visual effects, but... I don't know, something that seems more involved to do a giant animation. Yeah, it seems, well, I mean, the Hulk footage is, is what I always go back to of, like, how big a mislead can be. Right. But I would imagine in the third film, we're going to see, again, a lot of what we wanted out of Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a big sequence of, like, tearing through universes, which I think might land in live action Miles Morales. But I do think that is a sequence we're going to get. What I heard uh, from certain screenings, um, and I'm so I, I, I'm glad that they prepped us for it made me think of when they did dune and when they made sure to put part one on there because there's a lot of people who were not aware which is shocking to me but i can't remove myself from the industry i was like i've known this for three years yeah it feels so like a fact that it's like what do you mean it's a cliffhanger well in the original trailers were saying spider across it was called part part one one. yeah Yeah, and because of that there's there's a lot of people who are actually upset when it did end 
without yeah. uh, without having a full resolve. But that's why I love what they do specifically with Gwen Stacy in this movie, guys. She gets her movie. Yeah, it, like this movie starts off with Gwen, they. What I felt they decided to do because while Miles does have an arc in this film, obviously it's his plot where the massive cliffhanger is left at, right? Mm-hmm. They made sure that they told a complete story with Gwen Stacy, at least, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And starting it off with her and then ending it off with her resolve with her dad by the end, which also, you know, like because of the fact that her dad doesn't, dad doesn't decide to be captain and showing that nothing's really going wrong in her universe. Yeah. That Miles is right. There's a way to show, there's a way to change things without it like causing, it's not called an incursion, right? In, the, no, in this universe? What is it? Canon event. Can, yeah. Like no, but but what if something goes wrong? What do they call that? Because uh, an incursion is when something goes wrong. It's, well, incursions when the two worlds collide. This isn't another world yeah, colliding. This is, it's yeah. an implosion. Breaking canon, I think, is what they called it. I'm yeah. basically okay. So that's what that's all yeah, we're yeah. looking for. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah breaking canon. Uh, but oh. yeah, I, I thought just, that story was absolutely brilliant here. Yeah. I'm so glad that wasn't in the trailers. I was thinking the moment they said the word canon, how much I would have known about the plot. Like, if even if they use that word, it's such yes. a comic-centric word. It was a genius use of, hey, comic fans get a little extra juice out of this without it being confusing. I hope that the... Okay, what's it, doesn't it end? I'm jogging my memory here. Is that the ending of the film, he's tied up against the bag and his finger starts to spark. So I imagine that the next scene will be picking... The, the opening of Beyond the Spider-Verse will be instantly picking up from that moment and probably getting into a fight with... Miles Prowler. I could see that sounds like an actual name. Doesn't Miles, it? Prowler. Miles Prowler. Miles <laughs> Prowler. <Yeah. laughs> I could it's like see a small that. town justice show. Uh, uh, you know what movies usually want to build the suspense? They might show him there and then go back to Gwen with her team and then go back to him. I could see that being like a cut back and forth, mm-hmm. like crescendoing action is what, is what I would imagine. Well, I do think they did just just as a general point, like a nice job of even though it is clearly the setup to a second half, I thought this was a well-rounded movie and making it partly Gwen's story sells that very nicely. Also, Jeff in the chat entered a headcanon that Miguel O'Hara was the bagel, and I support that wholeheartedly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. I love that. Uh, someone said, wasn't it called an anomaly? The anomaly is the the person, the entity that that is the the issue, like the the act of... Uh, so Miles himself is an anomaly, but like if you save that person, they become you know that's that's an event. But the the actual event that causes it, like John said, yeah. is like oh my, cannon. Miles Taylor's prowler. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Kill. Okay. All righty. Oh yeah, and they oh, mentioned the Sinister Six cartel as well. So yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. Oh, there's so much coming in Beyond the Spider-Verse. I hope it's three hours. And it's a movie, too, where you sit there, you watch this one, and you're like, I need the DVD, because there's so many little lines of dialogue as well that will flip by you, and you're like, wait, what did they say? And then you're on to When the it's on thing. Blu-ray, six-hour live stream, frame by frame, let's do it. Oh, uh, I want you, Coy, uh, you were telling us a fun fact about this. That uh, Was it Phil Lord or Chris Miller or both uh, yeah, were Phil, telling you about Phil this? Phil was telling me that the kid that animated the entire Lego sequence is not only 14, but he had to finish his homework before they did rewrites. So whenever they were trying to get any notes to this kid, they had to like talk to his parents, wait for him to finish his homework, solve all the logistical issues of being fourteen. Yeah. And uh, I got to meet the kid; it an absolute delight. And it's oh, insane. you got to meet him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Okay, cool. there. Uh, I also got to meet so the Lego sequence is he from like is, Nigeria. Or he's from Canada. He's from Canada. Okay. Uh, but I think I think he's. Originally from Nigeria, but he's like, like the family was very Canadian. Okay. Uh, but the, um, the one of the most beautiful things was Lego Spider-Man, obviously a small, and the voice actor for the Lego Spider-Man 
is a little person who is so full of enthusiasm and joy. And so I got to meet he's him. He's one of our best. Yeah, he's incredible. So they cast a little person to play Lego Spider-Man and also animated by a 14-year-old who had to finish his homework for grades. Like, that whole <laughs> sequence makes me so happy. So Movie I got to meet both of them at the premiere. That's but amazing. Yeah, Phil was describing all the logistics of having all the different pockets of people. And the way this whole team came together is literally thousands of artists all over the world. And a lot of them's first or second project. Yeah. So it, it's a truly one-of-one event in movie making. Yeah. Beautiful. Luke, uh, the reaction, we're gonna, I know we got a good amount of super chats, which we really appreciate. We will get to all of them right now. There are some things I do want to talk about. Um, I thought Miles' reaction, uh, the reaction to be, to Miles being in the wrong universe, that moment, I, I forget when it was. I think it was when Aaron, sh- it was right when the mom is like, who's Spider-Man? Yeah. Because what I love about the writing of this, I feel like not enough people talk about the actual writing of this movie. <laughs> Because there are certain lines that might sound like just a fun fact or a, a part of the world building. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Miguel's the one who says that he's telling uh, Miles, I, I believe it's on the train. You guys will really have to help me out here. Oh, yeah. We just That's the scene when uh, he's telling him that it wasn't supposed to be him that was bit, uh, that he took someone else's yep. spider, right? Yeah. And you're not really thinking about it's more like, oh, damn, for Miguel. And you're, and what the movie does such a good job at doing is in that moment when Miguel is saying that to Miles, it's to me, at least as a viewer, I'm there going, God, that's fucking hurtful, Miguel. <laughs> like, right. like, no, they made it is, emotional first. Yeah, it's so yeah. painful. Like, you just keep telling him you're not worthy. <laughs> you're yeah. not good enough. You don't that's belong. that's all you're thinking. I'm, I'm not even thinking about, like, oh, I wonder what that universe is like. with. Uh, when right. that, sorry, not even, like, thinking about that. But when the mom says that, I was, I was next to uh, Olivia, my wife, and I was like, oh, my God, is it the wrong <laughs> universe? Yeah. Like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> and, that, and that is such a great uh, setup. Because I, I, I love that this movie... It, does go? I didn't laugh as much as the first movie. I don't think anyone does with this film. Uh, I didn't laugh as much as the first movie. I love how much darker this particular one is. It progressively gets darker uh, as it goes, right down to the very last moments. You know, even oh, if it's yeah. a hop- hopeful moment. I, I had two quick things that relate to that. The uh, the beautiful thing that I caught was uh, on the first viewing. I noticed that in the in his universe, the sodas are named, and in the new universe, his Earth forty two that he lands in, there's a billboard that just says. Soda. Soda. It's a generic, it's a generic brand. brand. And that was my yes. first uh, like inkling. And what I love is that that gives you an almost in your universe, like us viewers, spider sense. Because yeah. my brain went, and I, I noticed myself looking more uh, detailed. And then what I knew was right before the mom even came in the room, what happens is he lands and he has to hide his suit. So he picks up clothes off the ground of that universe. And in all of our miles, he's wearing a black, dark, 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 dark green black jacket with a red hoodie. That's yeah. his imagery. In that universe, it's a purple hoodie and a green jacket. So he's got Prowler colors on because he's wearing, he's literally wearing the colors of the Prowler in the Prowler's universe because that's what he would dress as. So uh, I noticed that he put on the the, the hoodie and that it it mirrored that. But also I was more attuned to it because in the comic books, there is a canon where Miles becomes the Prowler. And that's another, yet another, I'm going to do a whole like five minute rant on Donald Glover at some point. But that is yet another thing that ties into that cameo that I'll talk about later. But I think it's a really beautiful way to subtly make you, the viewer, have spider sense. 
sense. Like, why does this feel off? What's different? What's off in this yeah. color? Well, and, the, and the great thing really quick about that sequence, watching it the second time, is they actually, in the filmmaking, like the first time it worked so well on me, I was I had that moment of, oh, shit, no. <laughs> and you watch it again, and you're like, oh, man, all the visual cues are here. You see the computer bring up Earth-42 before he yeah, comes on the, back. Yeah, on the actual screen. Rio, Rio shows up, and her eyes are green instead of brown. It's like there's so many little tells that are terrific. Even the design of Miles' room is slightly different. The posters are slightly yeah. different. So, like, you can pick up. It's, it's really fun to note those details on the second time because they, they trust uh, that you won't, you know, be... If you get them the first time, then good on you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I will say this sentiment of this is like their Empire Strikes Back, I hear that about, like, every goddamn part two. Every good, <laughs> every good every, part, two. Every, every part Every part two, they say that, like, nowadays. This... Was that though? This no, no, was no, the case of this is like the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy, yeah. and it's rare where I truly agree with that sentiment. I really agree with that because it is one of those things where the story is open ended. Um, by the time you get to its closing credits, and it ends off on like a moment with like, God damn, I gotta watch the next one because I need yeah. to see the story complete. Yet it takes you on such a immaculate journey uh, throughout. Yeah, I, I really love this movie. Um, it's true. A you, lot. You mentioned the drama over the comedy before. Um, and, and that's something I was talking to Chris Miller about after the first screening um, that we were at was it's basically what they did for comedy over the last 10 years. Metamodernism is my favorite study of art. Metamodernism is a sincere irony and ironic sincerity. It's this blend of self-awareness where the audience is part of the participation of creating. So you have to be a, a futurist to make a movie and metamodernist sensibilities. What I hope the metamodernism of the way Lord and Miller make their art translates into next is we've accomplished the comedy being so self-referential. Everything's got that Deadpool flavor, Lego movie, all those things. This is the most sincere drama I've seen in a really long time in its earnesty and it's wearing its itself on its sleeve. And without the honest uh, audience participation in that, you don't buy a movie with a bunch of Spider-Men being this big of a drama. <laughs> you don't buy something being this emotionally available unless you have that relationship with the audience. And what I hope metamodernism evolves into is a more sincere sincere drama so we can start being honest with each other about like the mental health elements the drama the sincerity the openness and i think that's where they're going i think that's really beautiful maturation as filmmakers as well as the audience watching it and i think that's what this movie represents and how it's like empire man coy i can't wait for you to talk about the duplicitousness and the duality there will be duality and duplicitousness <laughs> when we get to that donald Glover cameo you, you better believe it yes well, um, and in the gallery scene when they're fighting vulture there's like a mild breakdown of exactly their metamodern yeah. aesthetic yes when shouts out back Technically, it's commenting on the art, but it's still art. You know, like, I love that so much. Bagsack, thank you so much uh, for telling us about your friend, man. Uh, so That's the guy so who made the Lego cool. thing is Lego Me Online. Uh, he recreated right. the trailer as well, which went very viral, deservedly so. I think having Spider-Man India's character in here was genius because now this movie's going to make even way more Trillions money. of dollars. Oh, damn, it's better. they really delivered on that. It yes. also showed what happens to Spider-Man without trauma. I think that what a delight. I, what I love, too, especially thinking about the ending, was this movie introduced a whole new set of spiders that you mainly focus on. I'm not just talking about, help me out here, guys, what is it called when you where Miguel O'Hara is running everything in the spider universe, the community of everyone. Spider society? Society, okay. Yeah. Uh, the spiders, I'm not talking about the spider society. I'm talking like spider punk, Spider-Man India, yeah. uh, those guys. What I thought, what I think is so cool is like the first movie had like Spider-Man Noir and the rest of them, right? Spider-Ham and all that. Yeah, so they had all those guys. And then they're not in this movie until the very end, obviously. They're not in this movie. Instead, you get these other characters 
that you uh, other Spider-Man characters flesh out. And then part three is going to be the it one where blend. you combine all the Avengers yeah. <laughs> level like, events. And like, you know we'll get a so couple cool. new ones too. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and you will get even uh, more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but so but but, all, but to watch, the, I, I can't wait to see like Spider-Man Noir interact with some of these other yeah. guys that we got to meet. You I know? want him and Ben Riley to talk so yes. bad because Andy Samberg was doing his best Nick Cage. I want to see the Nick Cage like drama off. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we got to talk about that. Um, okay, really cool. Let's play a little bit of catch up here um, because Gabe, I've been monitoring you. as much as I can here. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really, thinking about my past. I'm really, very emotional right now. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. All right, guys, watch Greg do some massive readjustments oh, here. Shizzle. Do it in real time, real time. Um, so, real quick, other than the, uh, the, I know we'll probably talk extensively about this, uh, Koi, especially on your end. Um, John, what was your personal favorite Easter egg in the movie? Ooh, if you had to nail it down, dang. I know John is really good at narrowing things down to one thing. My favorite, and I feel like he can do it today. <laughs> Easter egg, yeah. In this film, I know you can do it, John. I've never believed in you more um, than I do right now. Um, oh golly! <laughs> Don't worry, John. Be confident. It's really easy to be confident when you just tell someone be confident. Yeah, no, that's no, no, how no. it don't, works. Don't think of an elephant. Uh, <laughs> I really, really liked every Easter egg that I encountered <laughs> in this movie. They were all the best Easter eggs. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of something that's not super obvious. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Anything Spider Punk said is my favorite. It's all right. Story. You bought enough time for me to get to the first super chat of the day. Yes, that's what mattered. There it is. That's we did it. It's, well, that's the thing is, like, you think of Easter eggs in this movie, and your like, your brain goes on overload just because it's like every frame is Easter eggs on Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. Bagman, I was happy. Bagman was there. I was happy. Security guard Spider Man showed up. All right. So, um, for those who are not just listening but watching, uh, is this visual okay for you guys? Right. Right now, um, yeah, you think this looks? What do you guys? The cough. There great. you go. Uh, yeah, the call. The opening together. frame. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as this looks good to everyone, especially you know these guys like they contribute. I want to make sure their names shine on screen. Oh my god, I I messed we, it we all can't up. See their names now. Now they have no names. Now they have no, no names. They have no names. Now they're just an. They're all Robert Paulson right now. <laughs> all right, hold on. Let me just readjust this a tiny bit. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. I know what I'm doing. You are the master. You're the king. I didn't catch that till the second time, Mike. Uh, Mike uh, Fjord, um, they have Yankee playing Yuri's Spider-Man in the dorm room, which I loved very much. Oh, is that the game? Yeah, he was literally playing the Spider-Man game on PS4. I like that uh, Miles also has just a, it's not a, a Spider-Man thing. It's just he has a sign above his bed that is in the supreme text, but it just says sashimi. Yeah. <laughs> I love the multiversal stuff in this one, too, like the first where they had that weird Seth Rogen poster just because there's so many of those like details. I can't wait to frame by frame. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. This is this has like the there perfect. There we go. Oh, hey. Does this look fine? Looks great. <laughs> we got names. We got screen. We got nice. super chat. I'm trying. Line up. Yeah, the super chat with the bottom of the chat. Yeah. Chat. Yeah. yeah. So much. Is that our first one, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny. Uh, Johnny. Johnny. In honor of Johnny. John, take hey. it away. Nice Spider-Man ranking, and thank you for your contribution today. How about a ranking from each one of y'all three on Tarantino, Nolan, and Villeneuve's filmography after their upcoming movies? That. Uh, I mean, I would be super thrilled to rank all of those people's movies and to see the ones I haven't seen from each of them, which is only a couple. Yeah, I would love to do that. I especially would love to do that for, um, I mean, it might be fun to do after Nolan's uh, Oppenheimer comes out. Are you, are you a Nolan fan? I'm a huge Nolan fan. 
Um, but Tarantino, he's working on his last movie. Uh, I think it's called The Movie Critic right now. So maybe after Dune, after uh, Oppenheimer, and then after the last Tarantino. Yeah. It's true, guys. The live doesn't start until Koi goes off on someone. That's Remember right. that. Yeah. Someone someone uh, gets some intolerance going in the chat. Yeah. So I'll come at you for, quick. It's your you for, one opportunity. But thank you for the super chat there, Johnny. Bucky Barnes. Buck. Atlanta. Hey, guys. Sorry I can't be there today. Seen the movie in two hours. Hey. Oh, avoiding spoilers. See you next week. Appreciate you, Greg, John, and Koi. We appreciate you, Bucky Barnes. Uh, Bucky is usually the one who is holding down... Uh, the fort here when it comes to, you know, um, making sure everything's going smoothly in the live stream. And by the way, if you're so here, anarchy today, please make sure, yeah, like a spider punk anarchy. If you are here today, please make sure to leave a like. That'd be very much appreciated. Seriously, it helps with the playback on these things. Kids and anarchists. Because a lot of times we do these and people will go, I thought you guys were going to do a spoiler talk for, for spoiler review for Spider Man or something like that. They always say that. And then I'm like, we did do it. It's just sometimes the live stream playbacks don't show up in people's feeds That's a lot weird. of the time. Like or, yeah, that'll get it up there. Um, Dimitri Guerrero, hello there, Reject Nation. Much love from Cali. Yes, that's how I imagine you sound. This love, caps. thank you this so much. Fresh love too, because you're you're close. Thank mm-hmm. you, Doctor Father Figure. Uh, yes. Okay, yes. This is a great one. Uh, Dr. Father Figure, thank you. Coy, why don't you read that one? Love you guys. I think this could shape up to be the best movie trilogy ever. Definitely the best sequel to the best comic book movie. I actually resoundingly agree. Uh, I think there is a lot of interesting takes on all the Spider-Man. I think all the Spider-Man movies, all 10 of them, have merit in their own way. But I pretty confidently believe that this is the best pair of them. And if the third, sixth, the landing, which I think it will, I think this might be my favorite trilogy of all time, which is high high stakes but yeah this is a beautiful beautiful series of movies i'd be very i've heard someone debate this uh we'll take like let's say one minute to do this uh i've heard some people say this that there's no way this could be the best one because it's an animated movie it's not you know like there's this Uh, weird thing where some people feel like it's less than or doesn't quantify in the same category because it's animated i think in a lot of ways putting an animated movie is a lot harder to put together because you can't just fix it in the, the edit. You might think that, but you really got to like map shit out to a T so much so where you don't have, you have to be a lot more meticulous and a lot more crafty about the way you put everything together. Do you know what I mean? Like I think mm-hmm. James Gunn was actually speaking on that when he was talking about why he was so impressed with Into the Spider-Verse. I honestly am probably of the three of us, the one that struggles with the animation the most. And this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. And and that's just because of my connection to character and the way I, my, the way my brain digests art. I just prefer live action generally, but as someone who's willing to say that, that is so ignorant to denigrate an entire medium just because of like it being in a format. So uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's like the same people that are like, we shouldn't allow any comic book movies to be in the Oscars. Uh, why? They're movies. Like, the Oscars are to celebrate motion pictures. These are moving pictures. Yeah. And everything is a based on something, like, not everything, but biopics are based on a life, and lots of things are based on books, and some things yeah. are based on other things. So just to exclude an entire medium for your own ignorance is your own ignorance. And like what Kyle's saying in the chat, too, it's better because it's animated. Exactly. The animation is such a big part of its character and voice. Like, they, yeah. they really lean into it. It's not like they... They cheap out with doing it like it's well, a part of its yeah. voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it has all the heights of a big blockbuster animated movie, but it has all the artistry of an indie animated movie. And I feel like you have in some ways more control over an animated movie, but also you don't have the same kind of human nuances of performance. And so while you may be restricted in live action to your footage at the same time in live action, you know, you have to 
translates so much from scratch. All right, yeah. that went into three minutes, God people. Damn. you got to tone it down now. Never mind. Alistair, yeah. <laughs> what John said is now irrelevant. Alistair McDonald, John, read that in your best Scottish accent. Best film I've seen this year. I love that. <laughs> Hope you are well. Love from Scotland. All right. Very good. <laughs> good as golf Very club, good. Scotland. Very good. I, Very want, good. I want a riotous, like, whooping Scottish. Uh, I do. I can see this going down as the best movie of the year for myself. I, my, my current favorite movies of the year are John Wick 4, Missing, um, and I would Guardians say three. Guardian. I kind of prefer a couple of these other movies over Guardians. Cool. Mine are uh, Air, Blackberry, Guardians. I haven't and this. seen Air yet. Air, Air was my number Air. one until Guardians, and then I saw Blackberry, and I was like, whoa, and then this. So those yeah. are my top four, and those will likely be my top ten. Yeah, there's something. They're also about, different. There's something about the movie Missing that just. I love how much you love I, Missing. I was so in love with that movie. I, I was like, this movie just was so insane. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm and excited. I really liked Evil Dead Rise uh, a I lot. I love that a week well. later, Missing is still like, oh my god, for you. That yeah. makes me so happy. That was one of those videos where I was like, I know this is not going to get a lot of views, but, <laughs> but I don't care. Dude, I want whoever but watches. I love it. I hope they enjoy. Oh my god, we got a twenty dollars super chat. Up, up, it's time. Get ready, Media from Tarantino. Go, get ready, right guys. Everyone, listen. Super chat. I, I John. Turned, I turned on the monitor and tested John, it. that was such a so big here, moment so of here. truth here. It was so All funny. Right, let's, 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 <laughs> of course so this would quiet. happen. <laughs> it was the quietest pause ever. Oh, Momentous nothing. silence. It's, 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 it's. All right. Super chat. Breaking my heart. John. Breaking my I, heart. John. I tested it. He did. Out. That's why I heard it real Coy quiet. heard it. I heard it in the headphones. Are you sure he just didn't play it from the computer? I am absolutely We have our first 20. I've been rushing to get to a $20 super chat this just to play this three seconds. To monitor it. And it. Can you guys hear anything? Super chat. Look at that. The media. It is playing. Someone can hear can it. Can you guys playing. hear it? Because in the multiverse, the, it's playing Type in somewhere. the chat if you can hear it. Here, I'll make a separate media source. Somewhere in the multiverse, just it's playing. In case. Wait, wait. We need to refresh. Hold on a sec. Oh, they do hear it. Yeah. Oh, they hear it. Oh, they hear it. I don't know why the monitor is okay. doing it now. <laughs> but, uh, it wasn't. Ref- hold on a the second. The chat wasn't refreshing. Uh, for some so reason, it was even more why chaotic? is the chat refreshing on the um, Are we, like, scroll OBS? That's why yeah, we were... Yeah, we didn't know. That's funny. Hold on. Okay, hold on. I need to redo the chat here super quick. Um, this Tech on tech on tech. I could do a John style. <sighs> well, it's harder when you're texting me. Because it's, it like, you know, it's like producer like, notes. It's like the producer's watching and you're like... Oh, I gotta, I have to. <laughs> when you're on the you're not aware of, of something happening. Um, all right. It's all good. You're so money, baby. Let's ref- I'm just refreshing this. That's not it. Oh, oh shut! <laughs> John's watching. Oh no! Hold on, I'm gonna text you. No, I no, mean, oh, oh, no! I'm gonna start texting. What, what, what do I, I do? I would love if somebody had that response to my attention. Uh, oh, like, oh no! Oh, I can't, can't screw up in front of John. <laughs> oh, oh god! <laughs> so now, now I am like in my own head. Let me see this. It. I know I have in my head. It's okay. There it is. So money, baby. <laughs> so money. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's it's updated. We just had to refresh it. Chat is fixed. 
It's so loud. It's so loud. Here's what we got to do. We got to run an experiment here. All we right. gotta run an experiment because <laughs> now we can't hear it. Not only can we not hear it, but they're all they're all going. It's so loud, making. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play you back on my phone. Super chat. An idea of how loud it is. I love that we kept playing and it, and they're like, like "No, right, everyone, be quiet. I'm gonna hear it." It is so loud. I just heard it. The spectacular spider thing. The lower, it, yeah, lower. Oh, it. This is so okay. funny to me. Okay. I'm shaking. Oh man. All right. Okay, so that's on monitor. <laughs> And now I'm going to turn it down. Okay, because everything I is I don't care what anyone says. This turned out better than I could have ever better hoped for. Chaos <laughs> energy is strong. Yeah. I'm so All sorry. Right. We just get my ears. It's loud. So sorry. <laughs> I'm deaf now. <laughs> oh, please, not again. No, just lower it. It's going to stay. Oh, we, for some reason, chat. we just so can't hear it. funny to me. Just make it That's 50% so of the volume that it please was before. stop crying. <laughs> All right, I'm turning this to a quarter of the of the volume. This was meant. To, it, this is one of those things where you like, you know, you want to make your wife happy. You get her a gift, and it just totally backfires. That, that <laughs> yes. is what happened Trying here. Trying to do a kindness. There you go. Okay, got it. Oh man. All right. All right. So uh, yeah, I, it, it was working. It's not working now, but but they can hear it. So it's good. so okay. So we just can't hear it, but it's at fifty percent. Yeah, it's at less than fifty percent. All right, everyone, brace yourselves. I'm gonna play it again. And tell me if it's fine. I love that this is going to go on our podcast just channel, too. And it's so loud it's in just, there. It's just us. I'm like, what oh, are they doing? And that won't, even be, <laughs> that won't even be in here unless I find a way to mix it. Oh, that's later. fine. Okay, I'm going to hit play again. This is the one. I just hit play. You just hit. No, no, no. You hit the little eyeball. This one? Oh, uh, you can. Uh, no, no, no. Don't hit that one. Don't hit that one. Hit, hit the spec'd one because that'll be the appropriate sound But it, sound says, it's, it says it's on. Is it just going repeatedly? No, no, no. Because <laughs> there's a bar right here that will play when it's playing, and when it's done okay. playing, it just I'll put playing. it at 50%. Just tell me if this is fine. I hit it again. I love the amount of time committed. <laughs> All right, good. Or what's your actual question, All Quentin? Right, Quentin, we got there. We got there. Um, thank you guys for putting in all the hard work that you do. You're goddamn right. We do. <laughs> you just witnessed it right we now. Just, yeah. We will do what we can. They said they can't hear it. Too low now. Too low now. Quiet. All right, all don't right, worry. All right, all right. Why, okay, this is not 50%. You clearly I went I said down. I went to a quarter. <laughs> all right, I'm going to make it a little bit loud. All right. <laughs> I All appreciate right. you guys. Now hit the eyeball twice. I appreciate you guys. No, 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 we'll just try the next one. Thank you guys for another hard work. You guys are my favorite channel. Thank you for being patient with us. How do you think the series will end? Oh, I haven't even thought about that. Will Miles meet Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield by the end? Well, that raises a great question about the live action Miles Morales that we are going to be having now that uh, Amy Pascal has announced it next to Kevin Feige saying it's going to be in the MCU. Uh, that was a great moment. Do you guys get the joke? Uh, yep, it made him real, real yeah, happy that he it. was talking about that. Uh, but yeah, the that that I think it would prob. I don't know if it would just land where he's like stuck in the live action universe. Although that would be interesting because it'd be kind of. Dude, would we want to see? Nah, you know, I would want to see personally. I would want to see this this trilogy conclude and it be its own thing, and then the live action Miles Morales be something separate. I personally would prefer that um, instead of it just continuing on because I don't feel like a, I feel like you just end up comparing it to, to what the animated one was the entire time. Well, you know I what I it, mean? I think it would also mess up 
the actual canonical boundaries of things because it's established that Miles's universe just exists in this animated form. You have live action characters show up, so I feel like if we randomly switched him into live action and didn't just make it so that he's like a CG element in an otherwise live action world, I just think, yeah, if you're going to do live action, Miles, just start new. Koi, you got 30 seconds, go. I honestly think that this will run parallel to the live action universe, but also allow us to be familiar with Miles so that when you introduce Miles, it is a familiar character, but he's going to have his own different take on that universe. So I do think we're going to have Andrew and Toby and certain live action elements in the third film. But when that concludes, it won't be the Miles we've lived with for these three movies in live action. It'll be a new Miles, especially since they're not going to use Shamik Moore, who's 28, 29 as a 15 year old kid. So I think a Tom Holland s character needs to die for a live action Miles to exist. I don't see that being the conclusion beyond this. Spider-Verse, but I do see that running parallel to a canon event where we might have a post-credit scene introducing that new Miles going forward. You did it, Coy. I timed him. We have a stopwatch here in front of us now. Um, all right, let's go next oh, here. I also oh. think that ties into Madam Web really interestingly, but that's another conversation. I feel like this will tie into Madam Web. I yeah. think Sony is on a great path of like great film, okay <laughs> movie. Great film, <laughs> okay movie. Just put... Put a great Spider-Man movie say, in between your weird Sony movies. I would say yeah. more. Good That's, for what this is. Okay movie. Good for what this is. Okay movie. Great movie. Good for what this is. All right, guys. We're going to round two this to the Unblush. Yes. All right, ready? Hit it. Hit it. Tell us if it sounds okay. All right. It's at 50% now. Yes. All right. All right. One, two, three. Super chat. Is funny to me. <laughs> is that better? Is it better? Comment now. One to ten. How my, good is it? When I came up with this, it was brilliant. And it was funny to hear it. It was small. so funny. But yeah, maybe I should have lowered the volume right away. Now, now we know. <laughs> now we just don't know. You know, you'll just next next time you'll export it. Perfect. Much level. better. There we go. And, and by Spec. next time, we can have it programmed into this machine yeah. and, and thus have even more control. Nice. Eon Blush. Hey. Haven't seen the movie yet. Going to see it tonight. But, I, hey, I'm serious. I could be and want to be part of the crew up there. When Secret Wars comes around, let's do a rewatch of the whole MCU with new rock stars. That's just an easy assembly to do. Yes. All I got to do is hit up new rock stars. Corey, <laughs> like, very all that guy's got, like, 200 time. hours you can spare. Let's easy get peasy. to it. Who's got editor? Yeah, this is going to be a knock. We'll knock this out. No problem. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be fun. No, it would be fun. One of these days. It's been a while. I've, I've done that a couple of times where I've brought people on um, who were just viewers of the channel. And I, I think that's a, a fun thing, especially when it goes great. It's really fun when it when they're really socially awkward. <laughs> that's, when it's, yeah. that's when it's really fun. Um, John, you read this one from J. Colby P. Oh, in the words of Corey Coleman from Double Toasted, shit, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Better than sex. Phenomenal movie. Oh, this is a. I, I do want to talk about this um, because I actually felt this the three times I saw Into the Spider Verse, oh. and there were a couple of Spider Punk lines where I couldn't quite make it out, and I thought it was doing the thing that happened before. But then I would ask Olivia, like, "What did Spider Punk?" And she knew exactly what he said. Interesting. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if it was just my ears, <laughs> but she knew like the capitalism when it went when, when Spider Punk says it's a metaphor, it's, it's a for, metaphor capitalism. for capitalism. I I didn't hear that at all, and people were laughing, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Did you just yeah, yeah. about propaganda. Um, so, yeah. So Davey Dan V nine hundred, thank you again for being back here. Dan, uh, Dan V nine hundred says, "Did any of you have audio issues? Uh, I did my first time with the opening monologue, ending monologue. 
Hobie's dialogue. IGN covered that where I had no issues at another theater hurt the experience. This is a common sentiment that I am seeing being expressed. It's like it's like Christopher Nolan did the sound mixing. Jeez, on this. What they just don't care about dialogue. Got yeah. Dunkirked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I personally had no issues in our screening, ironically, but then I did have uh, issues at the premiere. So the premiere that's had a where weird... it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's not the audience that want to be invested in the artistry. Uh, the opening of the premiere, I actually heard them adjust the levels after Gwen's monologue because they were like, we were all. I noticed the whole theater going like. And there were only like 20 of us that were at both screenings. So only 20 of us knew that she was even talking to mm. have it be wrong. And then you'd hear her a little bit, but then the drums were so loud. So there were issues at the premiere in that setting. And I, I want to see it again with like, you know, an AMC audience, like a, a regular theater to see how it's mixed. But our, our screening, I, I had a good experience. I, I had no issues at all at our screening. And then I had a couple with the premiere with Hobie and a few other things. I saw it again at the at an AMC at just one of their normal screens. And I did have that thought the second time of like, oh, this is a movie that really needs like a well-tuned one of those like primo Dolby sound experiences because I was sitting there part of the time going, is this? Is the mix off or is the mix just low right now? Or do they have a different yeah. mix where the dialogue isn't as far to the front or something? Have you seen them with the cards they're giving out uh, thanking projectionists saying like, thanks for putting this at a seven. You could up to a seven. They literally yeah. made Spider-Verd like the directors and the team behind it made cards to give to the projectionist when it's right. It's been <laughs> that much of an issue. There's oh, branded wow. Spider-Verse token. Wow. I want one. <laughs> All right, John, uh, read it away. Thank him first. Diego Guevara, thank you so much for being here and for contributing to the convo. Uh, I rarely leave a movie theater utterly speechless, uh, and I make movie going a religious thing. Del Toro was right. Animation is a medium, and this is one of the best movies I've seen in love with this film. I'm glad you agree, and it is absolutely a medium, not a genre. You heard it here. It's kind of weird how animation still struggles to be seen as a medium. Yeah. Yeah. We don't like, specify live, kind of live action movie. Like, it's yeah. just another format to tell a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just cultures across the world seem to have a, a broader array of, like, more common applications for animation, whereas here it's, like, adult an adult animation is, is more Hentai. prevalent than it has been, but I feel like even adult animation has, like, a kiddish skew in the States. Well, you see, the thing is, with the Spider-Verse film specifically, prior to this Prior to these films, what we had were live-action Spider-Man movies. Mm. And then we get this animated movie that justifies its existence in the way of this movie can only exist in animation. Right. Yeah. That's the only way it can exist. When, when the audience has already been prepared, like they've prepped themselves for live-action. And so I feel like there's a much bigger argument to be made for specifically this film. The closest we'll ever get to live action Spider-Verse that I think will work is No Way Home. And this does another thing entirely. This has so many levels on top of No Way Home. Yeah. I think you're right. Like this was made for animation. I'm so happy for it. Yeah. Yep. If they were like, we're making Spider-Verse live action. I'd be like, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Chill. Oh, it's Madam Web, John. Um, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> don't because we got Madam Web and that's all we ever need. Chili Chibi. Koi. Why don't you read that, buddy? Chili Chili. Uh, one thing in my mind is how the hell was Sony able to completely replicate Lego stop motion from the original Lego movies unless they got all the original animators. They got 
one animator, a 14-year-old boy that was delightful and wonderful and talented and has a big future in animation, and he had homework to do. Do you remember the name of that boy? I do not. I mean, the channel, the channel, Lego Me, Lego Boy. Lego Me, something, something like something that. Something with me in it. He made the trailer, uh, so if you go on Twitter, he's got like all that stuff pinned, but if you type in like Lego trailer Spider-Man, Lego Spider-Man, he'll pop up and he's a delight. How and great would it be to see a tie into the Lego movie? I would if be you so got happy. Lego Spider-Man. And, and I think they repurposed... He's one of their best. I think they repurposed J. Jonah Jameson's audio from the first Spider-Man movie. The, at least think, that one scene. Yeah. I think he's I think he's a Nexus level being where J.J. Oh, is the same percent. in every universe, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Yeah. And he should be. Uh, yeah. But also the Lego Batman, Lego Spider-Man crossovers, how we get Amalgam, because Lego owns the rights to both, just like Funko owns the rights mm-hmm. to both. That'd be an easier actual legal issue to get like a Dark Claw in Amalgam universe. True. Dude, sweet. True. Alrighty, um, let's go here. Uh, Jefferson's taking his wife uh, from Dan V nine hundred again. Jefferson's taking uh, his wife's last name was interesting. Noticed that. Yeah, I did not. His because I'm woke. His badge says uh, Morales. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, his uh, name. That's tag. demasculating. That's, I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's going to be. Simp. Did he also cut off his testicles? There's a whole go, deleted scene. Here just you one. go. This is why we can't have any more children after Miles. Yeah, it was symbolic. <laughs> Uh, I, I also am wondering if Jefferson Davis is going to be his name in the new forty two in the forty two universe, right? Like if if the one that Miles is trapped in, he finds out his dad's last name is different. That'd be an interesting little like. I must read the rest oh, of the please, super chat, please. please to Jesus, not be disrespectful. Coy, please. No Davis for him. The comics explain why Miles has his mom's last name was convoluted when the meta reason was Miles Davis is too famous. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, good point. Well, yeah. And Jefferson Davis wasn't he like a bit con- of a controversial con- figure, Confederate like, leader, leader? Yeah. So I think they- the writers of Spider Man <laughs> didn't bother to Google this before. whole Morales family. Let's just call them the. Morales. I'm going to create the first Jefferson Davis ever known. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, uh, Brian Michael Bendis is a very, very uh, progressive and worldly and historical man. I'm I'm wondering if he was trying to like reclaim the power of the name and people just didn't take to it because that's not something he would accidentally do. Um, we but- don't know that. <laughs> Maybe that's how he learned. Paul and I have to change the name of our podcast uh, because there's another real spoilers out there. Ooh, it's called Across Cease the- and Desist. Uh, no, we just got a bunch of Twitter messages. Uh, <laughs> which is the 2023 yeah. Cease and Desist. Azali, <laughs> yes. uh, who read the last one? Me? Uh, John. I am glad. Thank you for being here and for contributing to the chat. Uh, I am glad we got a legit cliffhanger in this movie. A lot of Marvel movies set up for sequels, but sort of wrap up things in the movie. But this was great, and I agree. I feel like this movie managed to bring it to a point where it doesn't just feel like the book stopped at random. Like It feels like a complete chapter, but that also definitely begs the next part of the story. Well, that's partly, too, why I think... Right, what was your exact? What was your bottom line that you think Miles Morales live action should be the same one? No, yeah, I don't think so either. Because one thing that I was thinking about too is that you, with the live action one, they probably might want to see him paired up with a bunch of other Spider Men as well, because that is our introduction with Miles Morales. Miles Morales is born of not just his own origin, but his Uncle Ben is not just Uncle Aaron, but also the. Spider-Man dying. And I think killing one of our Spider-Men, whether it's Toby or Andrew or Tom, would be a great introduction to Miles. Well, the other thing, too, that I think this movie really exceeded at was one of my main takeaways when watching this was Miles Morales. Like, I mm-hmm. loved Miles and Into the Spider-Verse. I, I did. But there was, I was so much of the experience was a takeaway and other characters were a takeaway, too. 
like while I loved him in that one, when I think about this one, I'm always thinking about Miles specifically. I know there's like a lot of great Easter eggs and cameos, and Spot is great. I do want to talk about Spot. Uh, we got to like find time to really talk about Spot in a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, Miles specifically was phenomenal here, and I really think we should. I want I want like for the live action one for him to not feel like he has to be in someone else's shadow, even though usually Peter Parker does come before. One, yeah. of, one of my yeah. biggest takeaways of why this is a five star film for me, and I looked at all my five star films, and a big through line for me of what makes a movie perfect is when it transcends either the original or the medium, and this does both. Yeah. I personally enjoy Miles Morales more in the movies than in the comic books. Like I find Miles more captivating in this yeah. translation, and I usually enjoy a comic book better as a comic book. Like No Way Home. I enjoy more than the Spider-Verse saga because I think they accomplish something unique to the medium. This I enjoy more than Miles Morales or the Spider-Verse saga, so this is a clean five for me because this Miles is more interesting, so I totally agree. And the twist at the end, I think, serves this medium better. The idea of Miles v. Miles is much more interesting in the medium of animation for me. True. 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 That. Oh, my gosh. John. Oh, Really, I don't know. I don't know if this converts to twenty because I don't know at our INR uh, Indian uh, conversion money. Oh sure, sure. So we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> Everybody, listen. Super chat. I don't see the thingy. <laughs> hit, hit the eyeball again. We're gonna hit it again. Tell hit, us if it, it plays. <laughs> Where's the thingy? This will not stop causing me just three hours of problems. This. Okay. I mean, the, the sound Super chat. Yeah, yeah. Sound waves are good, yeah, so yeah, it must yeah. be playing. <laughs> Who reads Best this one? Spider-Man yeah. movie, the story, everything is great. I do feel uh, getting kind of bored in the first 40 minutes overall. It's a 10, and a special mention to Spider-Man India as an Indian. It was so great to see him and the world of Mumbatan. Everything was culturally Perfect. I loved, absolutely loved him in this movie because he, his, when he comes onto the screen, Spider, so much tragedy is associated with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is the complete antithesis <laughs> to it. Yeah. I just love his whole approach of how, how, uh, uh being Spider Man's easy. Everything's yeah. really yeah. easy. Another for Spider Man. Uh, very relatable. And, and I loved the, the whole thing about, uh, actually, let me try to find this comment while we're on it. I think I saw someone mention it about the dad. While you look, captain. I also really enjoyed that. The I found fruit- it already. You better hurry well, up. Well, fine. You go ahead and talk. I won't even say the thing I have. Man, it's not that I want to talk. I just want to, like, tie it into this, yeah, this super chat. chat. I'll go ahead and have that. It says, it was just an wait. Idea. How is Inspector Singh's death canon when the Spot and Miles are both anomalies? So the Spot shouldn't have been in that world to begin. So we have never destroyed the Alchemix building. Well, that's what literally Miguel's trying to stop is the anomalies causing things that should have happened. So it is canon that it happened because it's, it shouldn't have been able to be canon. Like the it made a new canon. The, the problem is canon was him not being there. Him being there is why Miguel has to change things. But he was Miguel was upset. That he saved Inspector Singh, right? And um, so that's that's where his question is coming at. So I guess like Spot still shouldn't have been there. Same I think time. he would have died Inspector some Singh other way. Should have died. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm yeah, saying like th- he would have died in another way, which would have been he would have died in whatever yeah natural way he was supposed to. Whereas this is just muddying that whole process up. Yeah. I get I get where your confusion is coming from, but I think it tracks. 
Uh, and the thing I was going to say was I love that the Spider-Man humor translates between my, I thought it was really clever to have Miles open with ATM machine. M is M for machine, which drives me crazy too. Just like pin number, the N and pin number is number. And then the chai tea redundancy. I love that there was a parallel of humor in the Spider-Man. One that's that even one. Miguel has a certain humor, even without becoming jokey. I thought, but that, that's what I mean, is they, that they have the same problem. Like, yeah. Chai T and ATM Machine are the same issue, and I yeah. thought that was a clever way to have the humor parallel. Sure. Well, I love... How, how do you pronounce his name? Who? Spider-Man India. Uh, Paviter... I'd have to look. I, I always get the last name. I don't want to say Pavarker, but I don't think that's exactly right. Uh, Rocker327, thank you so much. He is asking, how do you think the score and soundtrack impacted the movie? Huge. Uh, I think it <laughs> hugely impacted the movie. Big old, big old impact. <laughs> Bigly. Uh, Bigly. Yeah, I thought it provided a great sense of, um, it's propulsive, as John would like to say, but it also had some great foreboding elements in it as well. Was there uh, duality? There was a duality and duplicitousness <laughs> to a lot of the sure. high parts and a where it brought a lot of energy. Treb <laughs> in the base, the duality. <laughs> no, I thought Prabhatir Prabhakar. Yeah, it's a Prabhakar. Pavitra. Say confidently. Pavitra Prabhakar. I think it's supposed to. like a man. I think it's supposed to obviously kind of evoke Peter Parker, but yeah, Pavitra Prabhakar. Yeah. Yeah. What were we just saying before that, though? <laughs> the score, the, the score. Soundtrack. No, yeah, Metro. Right it's no, yeah, it's on screen. That's right. Right yeah. uh, no, Metro Boomin. <laughs> like, there's so many great vibe. Like, I thought this movie wove really nicely between the soundtrack elements and the score elements. And I thought what Metro Boomin did with the vibe of the overall movie, shifting from vibes to these really eerie, uh, unsettling, like distorted sounds, really just evokes like worlds coming apart. And I thought it was beautiful. I also thought they did a really good job of the score, making it feel like it's different universes. I thought that. Yeah. Spider-Man 29.9 score being a different flavor, but still some like parallels to Miles' score. And also the use of uh, aggressive horns that they did so well in Prowler's world really tie into the universe of Miles. And I like that that like almost elephant sound is the sound of Miles' universe, but they're able to incorporate that into other worlds. And um, I've been listening to the score pretty much nonstop. I actually went for a run to it. And it's really interesting how motivating certain elements are and how like uh, emotional other elements are. So when you're not doing a task that is... Uh, mood dependent. It's interesting. Like just running, I was like, I'm slowing down, uh-huh. and I didn't catch myself like subconsciously. It's that strong of a score. And yeah, as shouted out by Rico Tron Seven, uh, I was talking about the Spot Vision soundtrack. That was, uh, I think they use a they, they because with Spot especially, then we really got to move on. The Spot especially, he he starts off so funny, but then yeah. we give these teases via his music. Of no, there's something truly menacing about to come with this guy before we see him like really start to have the dark matter transformation. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Let's see here. Doe eyes. Who read the last one? Corey, why don't you just. The Freo Dios te bendiga? Is that the bendiga? Dios te bendiga. Is what my abuela would say in place of goodbye. Hearing Miles' mom say it to him with such love absolutely broke me. I loved all of the elements of other languages not being subtitled because life doesn't have subtitles. Uh, Whereas, like, I really liked the to be continued at the end being the comics. I loved, I adored that they put in the old thought bubbles, not as speech bubbles, but as the squares that comic books have. But they didn't do that with language because in life you don't have those. So I really enjoyed all the language because New York is not a place that is just English. And I really liked that it felt like New York because of that. I liked 
like that it represented different cultures so beautifully. I loved the um, entire scene on top of the rooftop because I've been to those parties. I've been to that gathering and it felt so authentic mm. to have so many different languages bounce around. And that is a huge part of what makes Miles Morales so unique is those two cultures. And I love the scene in the opening with the guidance counselor reflecting that, them talking about those cultures and not making it like heavy handed. So, yes, agreed. Loved it. Uh, yeah. What are we talking about? Language. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the next time I show you a foreign film, I'm going to be like, life doesn't have subtitles, Coy. Deal with it. <laughs> so learn Tamil. Pick, pick up on this shit now. <laughs> that's the trick. You don't watch other movies. I, I thought the mom, was, in a lot of ways, was like the big heart of this movie. You know what I mean? Uh, I thought that she Truly. was... like. It's cool that the first movie had so much more... Empathy. Even though the dad's life is what's at stake in this movie, I felt the mom was more the heart of this film uh, between the relationship between her and Miles. It was because I, I don't really think about shit with her you know uh when i think about into the spider-verse yeah i really don't actually <laughs> i can't really think of any a lot more time with him as dad <laughs> uh, the first one. but yeah a lot of those scenes you really see the difference in dynamics and relate like the specifics of the relationships of what miles has with his mom and, and how tender that is i thought that was beautiful what's yeah. going on john mohit maniar in the chat is uh, setting us straight pavitra prabakar is the oh. indian pronunciation shut up john Shut up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and Genki's playing Spider-Man oh, 2. Spider-Man 2, that, yeah. not Spider-Man 1. Apologies, yeah. Spider-Man 2. And he's not your guy in the chair. <laughs> I like that they acknowledged how they just made Ned Genki and, like, sassily were like, no, that's not who I am. And, and oh, also Ned's beating him up at school. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love that. We got, a, we got a really big super chat. I got I to gotta make sure. Oh, yes. I got to make sure we say, oh, my God. Just, I just hit I, Butterfly I gotta, R. I'm just going to. Oh. It's okay. Don't worry about too it. Long, Don't too worry long about job. it. Oh, no. We're back in action. We got this. We're Looney Tunes. Let me find it. Everyone, everyone be quiet. Shh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tom Holland should play live action Miles Morales. I think people will be very. If people don't get out there, if that were to happen and be like, you know, I just don't see how you should change the race of a character from what he originally was. You know, if like, we can have black people play white people, why can't white people play black people? <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland looks like I'm a Miles not going to think about this at all and understand what the difference is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, one to one, it's all the same. Um, we live in an equal meritocracy. What are you talking about? Gabe DeCosco, DeCosso always giving so much. Thank you so Dude. much. Oh. You have earned it. Do it. You have earned it. This truly is a super chat. Oh, yeah. Imagine <laughs> I can hear it. Super chat. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I hear it's just silence for five seconds. <laughs> he says... This movie was something <laughs> I wasn't expecting, and I loved that. There's a lot of ways this trilogy could end, and that possibility makes me even more excited if the third movie lands, which I'm sure it will, hands down, can be one of the GOAT trilogies in cinema. You know what I really love about it, too? The One of the first uh, pieces of apprehension that Greg had conjured up in his soul, the duplicitousness <laughs> of being excited but worried. Little <laughs> <of> duality <laughs> experience the, of man. <laughs> The the, the nervousness they came up was when they changed the fucking directors, you know. Yeah, and and I'm like, why would you do that? This movie, the first one was like a phenomenon. Don't do that. That's crazy talk. And then they managed to deliver something even better. Yeah, I don't uh, know if I've ever seen a trilogy uh, be a five and then have another five ever. Uh, and what Ooh, I I've, what I found out too, I I believe if my information is correct, is that these directors are the same ones that did Avatar and Legend of Korra. 
uh, both shows, which I have completed. Uh, watch them on our Patreon. Uh, watch along with Oh yeah, I think I think that was, and I love the animation, especially the fight sequences. And once I was told that after watching it, then I was reflecting on certain sequences. I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that now. Um, that's crazy. I mean, what what a step up. I love that. I don't even remember the names of the, any of the directors of any of these films because there's like 14 of them yeah i don't i i'm a monster them. and i don't either i just i, I know that the spearheaded by lord and miller yeah. i just go lord and miller made these movies Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. just you two sitting and drawing tim burton made the nightmare before christmas that's <laughs> right yeah. drawing it by hand <laughs> credit where it's due yeah that's uh and that, they voice everyone. it does suffer from that one thing unfortunately is that <laughs> like it's like like nightmare before christmas that a lot of people don't remember uh did soul as well no way I love Soul. Um, yeah. And Chris Pratt should play Miles Dad in live action. I thought Miguel O'Hara was more terrifying. God, I love I love the he chase was sequence. Incredible. Also, chase I thought the one of the things I thought was so in my love of meta is that they made Spot a villain that we became miles over. The whole ride to the movie, we were like, Spot's going to be like a throwaway villain of the week. And then they referenced that in the movie. And then the the reason he becomes a bigger villain is out of pure need. We'll talk about Spot more. But I love that we judged him just as the movie judged him. And I think that's what makes this trilogy so interesting is the first movie, the villains are big movies and big villains you expect. The second movie, he's unique to Miles in universe. They picked a villain that is in our universe, not that terrifying. And they made him specific to Miles' universe unique so there's so many levels of meta diving into the conversation around those elements within his universe that is brand new and unique to us well it seems like what will probably happen in part three it may might sound a little predictable but it's all about the journey on how you get there is that eventually you know miguel o'hara and the and miles will have to put aside their differences because they got a lot of different plots set up you got miles prowler miles yeah. taylor tales prowler uh you got <laughs> You, you got Miguel O'Hara. You got Gwen stepping in to help. Uh, the debate about what if he does save Jefferson. And then you got Spot. And Spot, like this movie, like centers it with Spot being the antagonist. But he's kind of, I feel like the third movie that they'll have to eventually put aside their differences. And all the Spider-Man will have to work together to stop Spot. Because right. even after watching, I'm like, I have no idea how you'd stop this guy. I just have no clue. Well, yeah. They all have to science their way through it. Yeah. That's it, what the finale is. Them doing science. I love the growth. In, I mean, that would be so fun. I like. I love the growth in the arc of that and the way that yeah, Spot goes from being this innocuous thing to being more of a threat, and then to just giving way to a situation that is really bad. And we don't even yes, yeah, like saving the actual like let's go get and fight him for later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he went from like villain to Roland Emmerich film. Like it's it's a an actual zeitgeist shift villain. I love that so much. And I and I do think you know even though we know that is an element, there's so many other elements it isn't predictable because that's just one piece of a puzzle yeah there's a bit of like a is this like a xenophobic quality that, that miguel has towards miles i <laughs> like there there's something about <laughs> like you were not supposed to be not xenophobic that's not the right word for it um i think there's a general othering he's a, he's a racist yeah there's a, there's something about didn't like accept his empanada like he he really has this disdain for what he is. Well, I think that's, you know, a beautiful way to have an antihero actually be an antihero. I think we always have antiheroes be like just light villains. Whereas I love that Spider-Man 2099 was someone doing the right thing the wrong way. He's trying yeah. to solve hits the trolley problem. Do you hit the one person or do you hit these hundred people? And that's that's the beauty of what Spider-Man 2099 faces is Miguel O'Hare is a good guy in the comic books and he's a good guy here. He's just in the comics and here handling it wrong. I, I've 
I've always loved mm-hmm. that Miguel O'Hara is the only Spider-Man or the first Spider-Man to have uh, offensive abilities with his wall crawling because mm-hmm. um, he he has talons that make him crawl. So he's literally like puncturing the walls as he's climbing, and he uses those talons offensively. Like he'll rip you to shreds. But he's a good guy, and that ties beautifully in how he handles the Miles situation. He's He's got these elements of anti-hero, and in the comics, it's because he grows up in a world where Nuevo York is dangerous and it's gone wrong. It's like Batman. Things have like tipped the scales to the point where he has to be this aggression. So I love that they were able to tell all of that in a way that ties to Miles and make it that kind of aversion to, okay, the greater good, greater good, and then the movie ending on like we were supposed to be the good guys. It's a beautiful and nuanced conversation. Yeah, absolutely. You did good, Coy. Um, and hey, Roman Yoder, thanks for keeping a lookout here. Um, Dan V900. Uh, John, take it away. Absolutely. My headcanon is that Mayday has to be an anomaly. Peter chose to have kids due to Miles. Miles, as an anomaly, didn't break the world with that Peter dying. Miguel was wrong. The canon events were awesome. Yeah. Yes. Wait, wait, let me read that again. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My head count is that Mayday has to be an anomaly. Because her, him meeting Miles causes that baby. And they mentioned that specifically. Peter chose to have kids due to Miles. Miles is an anomaly. Didn't break the world without Peter dying. But I, Miguel was wrong. The canon events were awesome. But I think I, I'm curious to know what you guys did because I think it ch- checks only in that it's not disrupting a major staple of the Spider-Man character really like I feel like there are iterations where Spider-Man and or, or Peter and Mary Jane have a kid right well, I, would I, say- I, I really quick mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like it's I think there are certain events that are like it's sacrilege to break it, basically. You know, like they, ASM they, 90. The yeah, captain has to die. The captain has to die, right? The uncle has to die, or some shit like that. Crime alley has but, to happen. There's some things that, that can just happen, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there's certain things that they, they are a must. They're scripture. They have to go by it, you know? They're canon. I was going to say this is a lot like the inverse of the captain in Mumbatan dying is that it was going to happen anyway. So I think Peter and Mary were going to have a baby anyway, so it's not causing a canon event because, yes, him wanting a kid sooner because of Miles might be a thing, but it's not like they weren't going to have a kid anyway. Just don't tell certain comic writers writing horribly right now about (laughs) Spider-Man. All righty. Jack McHugh, thank you so much, Jack. Let me just uh, make sure we're good. Do you think we will get a tease? John, if you waste my G Fuel, I swear to Christ. What are you talking about? I've drank so much of that. Let me hold the can. Yeah. I'm going to finish that. About a, that's about a two-thirds. About a two-thirds full. It's about, about a two-thirds. I'm pacing myself. Hold, I don't want to have to jump up and pee. Halfway that is a man who is drinking his That G is fuel. a man who stops videos to go pee, though. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You should see the I love reaction. you dearly. A lot of peeing. And it's fine. It's yeah. easy to cut it out. But also, I'm trying to pace myself. That's smart. This man pees. <laughs> this, this machine pees. <laughs> the Streamlab link isn't working. John, what'd what? you do? I did no such thing. I did nothing at all. Fix it. I will. Is I, it because of this ad? Who no, is she? It shouldn't be. Why, why is she advertising? She's got exclusive mics. gear. We Look should follow her. the link. <laughs> we should follow the link and see what she has to say. Um, Check the pin comment. No. Okay. All right. Where is it? <laughs> it's up there. Uh, Unpin message. Boop, 
Hey, just add the other one from the document there. What document? <laughs> Here. Uh, I hit pages, and it'll open up. It should open up. John, please. Uh, give me the mouse. I know where it is. Just tell me. Go into downloads. Jeez. First, you don't drink your G Fuel. <laughs> and then go up to MCU, DCU news. Or just fifth one. Summoning the P gods. Right John's going to be peeing so much coming. God, John. Everyone be quiet. Look <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing right now. There you go. Now we're at a third can. <laughs> he just chugged Weigh the G Fuel. He's about to be it's all freaked out like I am. Weigh it, mother. Now go to the bathroom, John. Go to the bathroom. Leave a like on this video so John goes to the bathroom. Troy, go Jack to the bathroom. Jack McHugh, for crying out loud, do you think we'll get a tease to a live action Miles and Beyond the Spider Verse? I hope not. I hope not. Too. I Let think it that be. would be distracting and would be take away the whole talk of whatever this epic conclusion ought to be. Focus on this movie. I don't want it. I don't want it. There's also, and a lot of people aren't talking about this, which is very interesting to me. When Lord and Miller signed a uh, multi uh, deal with the devil, <laughs> which is why the movies are so good. No, when they signed uh, like that multi uh, uh, fucking picture deal with uh, Amazon and Sony to do a show. There's Spider Verse TV coming. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff, and I think that there might be a post-credit scene with live-action Miles, but I wouldn't expect it to be too much uh, incorporated in the actual film. Who cares about this TV shows? Am I right, guys? Always. They're less than. What's TV anymore? Just ask Loki and WandaVision. All righty. Yeah, the worst Marvel The shows. worst. Guys, Bronson Wright Wolf is saying, have cool we spoken about the bad audio during the narration parts? We talked on that. We did touch on that. About 40 minutes ago. We did touch on that. Find we can't create a, chapters in real time. Find yourself a, uh, a so premium screen. Creates a problem here. Get that good, throw down for the good sound. Bronson, right, and well, hold on. I got to keep us on track here. Um, okay, I got this. Uh, Bronson Wright Wolf. Thank you. Toby Maguire is and always will be the best Spider-Man. You yeah, hear that, Coy? Coy? It's okay to be wrong. He brought the right <laughs> amount. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay to admit you're wrong, Coy. Uh, he brought the right amount of anger, charm, and nerdiness to the character. I'm going to use this moment to talk about the Donald Glover cameo because for some reason we haven't talked about it like in depth yet. It'll come. But, but uh, yeah, I'd like... Well, actually, you know what? Really quick. Um, I was a bit distracted. I thought it was like kind of cool and crazy, but also a bit distracting seeing the footage from like Spider-Man. Uh, oh, I thought it was perfect as their canon events. I thought it was a was great a way to bring fit. it in. Bit distracted. Interesting. Actually, it was the Andrew Garfield moment where I was like, because he's so handsome. It's a little weird just seeing it. I was just so aware of what they're doing in that moment, I guess. Yeah, it's just very apparent that you took a piece of. Like, I, I almost feel like if they had had an alternate take on hand, which is like asking a lot, but like, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, it's just a scene from the movie that you threw a filter yeah, on. Yeah, a like, lot of people are talking about like this, like the cool cameos from Toby and Andrew. I'm like, it's just footage from the movie. They have the right <laughs> yeah. to use this. But it's not, yeah. Arguably, wouldn't like a frame of a comic book cover be the exact thing as how we perceived that angle from the comic, from the movie? Like, that's the view of the viewer of that moment. So they need to use the angle from the film because that is how we perceive it. So just there. as you to have an artist choosing the cover that's what makes it canon so those are the canon images of that event occurring in yeah. that universe so it's I'm necessary my opinion i'm just being nitpicky that's fine 
Uh, I think Toby Maguire. Uh, <laughs> personally, to answer your question authentically, I love that people love Toby, and anyone can wear the mask, and anyone is going to have their favorite Spider-Man. That's what's beautiful about this character. He's my least favorite Spider-Man in the history of Spider-Man. Yeah, okay, cool. But it's wow. your experience in life. Like wow. we, we have lived different, <laughs> we've lived Good. different lives. You so fixed it. You <laughs> have a you have a different life. Therefore, you have a different Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Cool. Sure. Just say. For sure. This is how you silence. So, so we silence. all, <laughs> everyone present here on the stream on video agrees that Toby is the best. Player. I mean, some of us read more comics than others, so I'm not saying that makes us more accurate, but it certainly gives me a bit more of an educated opinion. Oh, Look oh, at wow. the elitist yeah, it's over different. here. It's different, Koi. It's a different medium. It's not very spider-punk of you, Koi. Um, I mean, yeah. the establishment likes Toby. I'm going to shit on Fun it. Fun Me Productions A. Great to see you again, Fun, Fun Me. Filmmaker over here. Never say never. Uh, Josh Keenan cameo. Oh, this is Greg's moment of truth. Greg's moment of truth, even though it's not a 20, it's one about Josh Keaton's. My God, what is wrong with this mouse? Because you're still over on the other screen. <laughs> ah, it's an illusion. It's an illusion. <laughs> It's chat. so funny we just sit here silent. It's and really <laughs> silent. <laughs> I have no idea. Like I turned the okay. monitors on and tested them. Uh, okay, so the Josh Keaton cameo. Uh, what's why I love that? Okay, a lot of you guys might not be aware of this. Um, is that there's the Spectacular Spider-Man series, which, in my opinion, is an amazing show. And I kind of like. I think I prefer. No, nah, I don't think I know. I prefer it over the '90s animated series. Uh, and even though it does not finish because there was this whole thing with like Disney buying shit and so they never finished it, right? <laughs> like they just never, they never actually finished the show and it sucks because it ended on such a brilliant cliffhanger. Uh, I was gripped into it. I thought it was going to be one of those shows where I was going to watch like homework assignment because sometimes I have to do that here. You know, I think all of us have that at some point with, with what we're doing for yeah. like our living yeah. is that we have to, sometimes we have to watch shit that is like, I don't really want to watch this, but I kind of have to because I got to get the information. And that was one where I just was like itching to keep watching. And then it just fucking just stop <laughs> and, 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 and i wasn't even and the thing is no one actually prepared me for that so i even though i didn't watch it in real time of it airing by the time i finished the dvds before they hit streaming because it was my friend aaron alexander he got it for me um when i finished the dvds of it i was like oh damn i gotta buy the next ones I was like, what do you mean there's no more? Like, I, 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 yeah. so I, I still got the feeling that everyone else got, which is, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, yeah. this ended, like, this, it did not get a conclusion. Um, and Josh like, is the best, so I would love to see him And you him said get you, got, you got to hang out with him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, so Josh plays Electro in the uh, the video games. and uh, so I, I, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Does so he? I know Josh through Yuri, and uh, it was really funny to be in. I hate you, Spider-Man. Yeah, he goes from both sides. <laughs> Spider -Man yeah. But it was really funny to be at the premiere with Yuri and then, like, talking to Josh because I went across the Spider-Verse. Like, in my brain, I was like, these are the two voices of Spider-Man, and they're both, like, those guys to, to so many millions of people. So uh, the fact that he crossed over like Donald does into Electro was really funny to me, and Josh is, his passion for the character is, like, insane. So uh, there was a moment where it was me, Josh, Yuri, Dan Slott, Bendis, Lord Miller, Aldous Hodge, and uh, Sam Richardson all talking about how we perceive Spider-Man. And no, no, but it's relevant. It, the names are relevant for the story, but like it was really. <laughs> I got you, Coy. You're good. You're good. I love you, buddy. It was interesting. 
No, Coy, please. No. Don't be like John. It was really cool to, <laughs> to hear how perspectives... Don't be like me. <laughs> it was really cool to hear our perspectives of Spider-Man vary by your life experience, even when you played him, the way you perceive the character is so unique. So to have Yuri describing Spider-Man authentically and to have Josh describing authentically his version that was the, the, the culmination of his entire universe, and they both, like had time to really uh, gesticulate how they're perceived and then to have people that love them like Sam and Aldous and all these people that have viewed them and then to have people that have written him like Bendis and Dan who never played him all of the perspectives on Spider-Man were different but they all had these beautiful through lines so it was one of the most amazing conversations I've ever had which is why I brought it up that was no I was I, I honestly would have loved to have been a, a fly on that wall I just I, I don't I know it's name dropping it's just relevant to that you know what no more names the rest of this stream. No more stories. No, I like it, Koi. Koi, your monocle is showing. No. <laughs> Drop the names as necessary, Koi. I am here for you. I I will pay for names. John, please take it away. G. Colby P., thank you for being a lovely, lovely person and joining us today. Loved Gwen's arc hot take. I love Emma Stone, but really I found quick. I love how I said we were going to talk about the Donald Glover cameo. We're not going to talk about the Donald Glover cameo. It's got to be we're one of the truths. We're not doing it now, and we're not doing it We thought, like, don't talk about it because we know people are going to bring it up and know it's Friday. We literally <laughs> opened up the thing with, like, <laughs> I see it in the live chat right now, so I'm like, we just got to talk about it. All right, but John, all please right, continue right. it. I love, okay, so hot take here uh, from G. Colby P. I love Emma Stone. But I found her to be nothing more than just a bland love interest and a convenient plot device in the Tasm films. Haley Steinfeld's voice work is amazing here. Very true. I would definitely compare this Gwen to that Gwen. You know, I think it's an even 100%. comparison. Yeah. <laughs> That's as hot as my Tobey Maguire's The Worst Spider-Man take. That is a hot take. I think Gwen is one of the best parts of The Amazing Spider-Man I think Spider her films. and Andrew kind of saved that. Yeah, their chemistry is wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like she brings so much more. Like I, I think the thing you cannot argue is even if you prefer the Raimi ones, even if, you, like, Spider-Man 2, I... Sorry to tell you this, Coy. It's okay. <gasps> Myself and probably a vast majority of the world, prefer Spider-Man 2 over The Amazing Spider-Man. See my ranking, boys, comic corner. Um, I do prefer The Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> over Spider-Man 2002. Um, I do prefer that. Uh, but the amazing, but Spider-Man 2 is my favorite of them all. I don't care what anyone says, though. You cannot, like Emma Stone and Garfield is way better than Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, like Eesh. any day of the Pound week. For I yeah. think Tobey Maguire should definitely break up a very happy marriage for no reason, and he should definitely make out with Gwen Stacy in front of Mary Jane before he even has the symbiote, because that's yeah. what Spider-Man would do. What is your deal with going yeah. after Toby? Did you lose him in a poker match or something? I'm not saying there's a movie based on his addiction to poker and rage, but I am saying <laughs> Look, that. Laura Gavira Saya in the chat says you deserve to flex, and I agree. You should flex those names, but you should also flex those guns really quick. Yeah. Just, I mean, I've been training like yeah. spider muscles. Look at that. They're too big See, for your Working sleeve. on the triceps up the thing is really hard. You have to be at a certain amount of body fat to get there, and it's not been easy. That said, uh, I think Emma Stone added an intelligence to win that she was missing in a lot of adaptations because because what I consider Gwen Stacy is one of the ultimate versions of Peter's loss, right? The character is all about loss and how you handle loss. Power and responsibility is, is usually misquoted as it's not just with great power comes responsibility. It's with great power must also come responsibility. It's the idea that there's an action required. So for me, one of the issues is in Spider-Man's story. Raimi, you done fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> no action, man. What no, it, it's got to be a it's got to be a choice, right? So yeah. Spider-Man can be angry. It makes sense. We're all fully fleshed out human beings. Anger is a natural 
reaction, but it's the choice to not live angry that I struggle with with Toby. There's a lot of characters that make decisions and then like it leads them on a path or another. With great power, there must also come great responsibility is the actionable task of being responsible even when it doesn't serve you, even when it's at a loss to you. Gwen Stacy represents that to so, so much to me because to me, Mary Jane had to change as a character and evolve as a character when you lost Gwen. Gwen was who Spider-Man was meant to be with. Gwen is his intelligent equal. Gwen was his, his, his compatriot when in school he got made fun of. Mary Jane at the time was a party girl. She was dating Harry Osborn. She was going out clubbing. But when Spider-Man lost Gwen, Mary Jane saw what that meant to the entire community and how she had to find a way to rally. She had to find a way to summon the strength, even though at home things were a mess, even though at home things weren't working out for her, which is why her defense mechanism was partying. The loss of Gwen impacted every single person in the entire Spider-Man universe. And without her being as intelligent as the Emma Stone take, without her being as important, you don't have the impact of Mary Jane. So I honestly think what Gwen Stacy represents is the catalyzation of not just Peter Parker, but also Mary Jane. And I think Emma Stone was one of the first people to ever find that in an authentic way that endeared us to her, not just romantically, but as her own individual character, making the entire universe better. <laughs> I saw what you were doing, but I wasn't going to let me stop me. I was almost done yeah. with my rant. You are, that's, my, that's my take. That's I, my take. Perseverance. I, I appreciate it, Coy. <laughs> but what, I admire your resilience always. But the thing is, you look like Spider-Man from the Magnum P.I. universe. <laughs> it's a little extra thick and a little... La- no, you had apologize for that mustache. <laughs> true. No, no. <laughs> I had Torch's baby power. Hey, you know what? Spider-Cop was in this movie, and frankly, he didn't Spider-Cop get the screen time was. he deserved. He was chilling. There are so... That's the thing, is there are so many Spider-Men I noticed that I, like, tried to make mental note of, and then, yeah. Christi- Christian Unpronounceable... What the f- Oh, now you've done it. What's happening? We're going now to Christian Unpronounceable YouTube, YouTube channel. Checking it out. He doesn't have any content here. Nope. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> okay. Delightful guy. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. We're back. We're back. We're back. Hold on. Let me fix this. Yes. I, I don't know. Would you guys just stop listening to Koi after a while? I mean, the, some do, I think. Koi, does every single spider person who appears in the movie have a corresponding comic book, aside from the specific video game only ones? We uh, can't uh, can't uh, get off topic, guys. Right. We must keep the stream moving. We have a hard out at 250. Pin that. I'm ready. Like the stream, you filthy animals. Like the stream, you filthy animals, <laughs> says Christian Unpronounceable. We love you, bud. All righty. Koi. I thought the Donald Glover cameo was amazing. <laughs> We're gonna, the Donald Glover cameo. There's a whole history with the Donald Glover cameo. I mean, Miles Morales was inspired by Donald Glover. Wasn't the, is that the story of how it goes that he was inspired by Donald Glover dressing up as Spider-Man and even making a joke about wanting to play Spider-Man and then they created Miles via that? May I? <laughs> yeah, sure. In 2010, there was a very, very <laughs> successful internet campaign, one of the earliest internet campaigns to go to scale. This is a very big cultural event called Donald for Spider-Man. In the Donald for Spider-Man campaign, there was basically a moment at the opening of Community Season 2, Episode 1, where Donald puts on a Spider-Man shirt, wakes up in bed, and basically announces, man, I'm going to be Spider-Man, this is, this is a moment, or he starts like 
incentivizing people to get him as Spider-Man. This is around the time they're about to cast Andrew Garfield. So there was a high likelihood, a high hope of Spider-Man being Donald Glover because he would have been perfect. Basically, when that didn't happen, Brian Michael Bendis, the inventor of Spider-Man, acknowledges that part of the creation of the look and the vibe and the feel of Miles Morales was based off Donald Glover. So in this moment, Donald Glover became a canon part of Spider-Man in real life. Years go by and Donald puts it in a lot of his raps. There's literally a lyric was, uh, you didn't want to see me as Spider-Man, so now I'm spitting venom. Like he's literally acknowledging (laughs) that this was a thing that almost occurred. Now, Donald Glover is one of the artists that is also known for multiverses in his work. The album, Because of the Internet, is one of the most uh, accurate and futuristic and prophetic pieces of metamodernist art because it is not only an album that represents Donald Glover, but it also represents Childish Gambino, which is one of the elements of Donald Glover that he has invented to use his art form, and The Child, which is a script Donald Glover wrote about the experience of going through Because of the Internet, much like Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. So Donald Glover being a metamodernist in himself and basically being someone that blends these worlds is inherently meta to the universe of him being cast in this movie years later, making it one of my favorite cameos. Now, top of that... Donald Glover in Spider-Man Homecoming is a character who is playing Aaron Davis. So Aaron Davis is inherently based on Donald Glover because without the character of Miles, you don't get to Aaron Davis. So when they cast him as Spider-Man Homecoming's Aaron Davis, he in fact mentions his nephew lives in that town. He wants to keep him safe. He talks about climbers, but we never had the opportunity to have him evolve into the Prowler. So Donald is now playing his own uncle, but a years a couple years earlier, he voiced Miles Morales. So he got to actually self-actualize the version of himself that got to play Miles Morales in the first Ultimate Spider-Man game. So now we have Donald Glover basically playing his own uncle, a version of Miles Morales in the multiverse, a version of him that is referenced in Into the Spider-Verse because the scene of Donald for Spider-Man is actually what Aaron Davis is watching in Into the Spider-Verse. So Aaron Davis in the canon of Into the Spider-Verse acknowledges the Aaron Davis of our universe being Miles Morales while also having all those things go forward. And then at the end of all this in this movie, we have him finally evolve into being fully the Prowler in the Prowler getup that he was supposed to land in in the first Spider-Man Homecoming, acknowledging the metamodernism of this entire universe in one beautiful cameo donald for spider-man 12 years in the making perfect cinema nicely done (laughs) (laughs) there's a few other elements but i left some out i'm gonna make a tiktok about it but that is the short version 12 years in the making 12 years in the making It deserves the standing O, my boy. If, so I, much, if I wasn't going to so put much my crotch right in the camera, I'd stand <laughs> so much, for you. And there's more, but that, that's the that's the highlight. That was magic. I didn't know half that stuff. That's Donald good. for Spider-Man means so much to me, and I'm so happy for Donald Glover. It, make, it makes me so happy. There's also little details like John Francis Daly, uh, who wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, is also someone that works with Lord and Miller on uh, the the Spaghetti uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and they're the two metamodernists that work most closely with Donald Glover. So even the inherent in-joke that we get, there's more inside jokes that they get it's beautiful. Dude, he should release a follow-up album called Because the Spider-Verse next Super Chat. <laughs> yeah. Chloe. I, I thought that was uh, that was brilliant, guys. It was good. Thank you. That was good. That was a bit, That was all that of was, us working together. That was solid gold. <laughs> that was good info, good physical comedy, good and zooming. Good, good editing comedy. Yeah. <laughs> all of the above. TikTok. Yeah, that's not wrong. You're not wrong. Dude, Chloe on estrogen. Thank you for being here. Hope your hormones are doing well. I love the trans flag above Gwen's door. And yeah. you know what? Gwen's universe and, and a lot of her just whole room has the, the pink and blue color palette, you know, that, that you know, peppers that's, the whole thing. That's what cracks me up when people are like, this is my fix. You know, I love shitting on people who like get mad at woke culture all the time because half the time it's not the real thing, right? 
this movie is so woke. <laughs> like, Spider Punk. Spider Punk is the wokest guy. He's the wokest mother ever. Right? <laughs> and, and, such great use of those vibes yeah, for narrative. Yeah. And, and people, like, are seeing the same people being like, this is what happens when you don't make a woke. I'm like, uh, you don't I'm know glad, what that I'm word glad, means. I'm glad you like the movie. This is what happens. But this is some pretty woke shit. <laughs> when it's woke <laughs> like, without being forced to be woke. I'm like, it's pretty fucking woke. <laughs> this is what happens when it's not and, boardroom and I'm woke. Not, I'm not mad at the movie. I don't mind. I'm not crossing. I think it's funny. And then even like the, like I saw the trans flag. I did see the trans uh, flag. Um, and the protect, protect trans, trans kids. kids. Supposedly, yeah, on the first yeah. viewing I caught it. It was like a split second. I was like, I wonder how many people are going to yell at the screen over that. Uh, even though he's like, it's a blink and you'll miss it moment. But, you know, there's some people who will not miss it and be like, rah, 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 rah. I was <laughs> um, looking for it. But, yeah, I'm like, God, there, there's so many, like, it's, even Gwen's world. I think it's the dad where, like, a, a something about trans lives, too, uh, Captain Stacy. I believe he does have something like that as well. Oh, you got maybe. the BLM sign, too. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and the bisexual the lighting of her whole universe. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that whole scene that, is like. That. So, guys, it's, it's like. <laughs> Like while Spider Punk is very much used, like Jake said in the chat, for a comedic effect, it just it just makes me personally laugh when these people who constantly scream <laughs> are like, "It's not." I'm like, the fact this that is the one of the wokest comic book movies I've seen in a while, and it also shows like ninety six percent Rotten Tomato score on the people side yeah. shows that all of these people that complain about shit don't realize what that yes. word fucking means. Yeah. Like it makes me so happy to be like, yeah, those those same people that get mad at stuff are like, that movie's great though. It's doing yeah. progress in real time I that you just to, missed. It's just so it's so funny. To I me. used to love the word woke, and now it's so agonizing to deal with because it, it just calls like the thing yeah. is yeah, it's the movie is pretty woke. I would say just in that it's pretty Trans tolerant and representative, yeah. you know, like, well, yeah, I think, uh, the which word, is the what word, progressive the word is. woke used to be for black people. Now it's taking on this whole. Originally, it's it was, been hijacked like much of black culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like woke was about being aware of things in certain areas and being aware of certain people. And now it's literally a, yeah. a mad lib for anything you want I'm to just, be mad at if you're on the other it's side. It's just like this movie has like every regard. Every everything that people have yelled about, I'm like, it's it's so in this movie, it's all in, yeah. And it just cracks me up that I'm like, oh, they can't see it. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, why can't they see it? It's so I did fascinating. It fully, I fully expected it to be. Yeah. I give it a week. It'll what, turn. What yeah. was the? It's so funny. Yeah, Pedro Sanchez. Um, uh, thank you, Pedro. It was nice seeing all the little nods to Rio and Miles being Puerto Rican in this movie. From the snap to the dialogue, makes one. Happy to be from Puerto Rico. One well, and, and what's cool. what's that line he says about like oh he sounds like he's Dominican to me like I got a big laugh uh, in the theater it's true uh, with with the peoples being woke is not the entire movie it's not. Uh, well, Lane, it, neither uh, is ninety nine percent of the things that they yell about. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. Isn't yeah. it, is acceptance, <laughs> yeah. equality, and taking care of others yes. pretty woke? Isn't that pretty woke? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no, I'm just, they, of it's what not, it is today. The movies they yell at, it's not. Well, Lenti, I am with you. Like, I, I actually, I love the word and what its intent is, and I, yeah, I just hate yeah. the way. You know, the, the people who are anti have hijacked it and taken all the, yeah. the joy out of it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I see, that's it. exactly the issue. And you're goddamn right you should protect trans kids. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And if you don't believe that, then 
leave a super chat and then unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, you can yell at us on your way out. Yeah. Have, have yourself a nice little just journey. Leave a super chat. <laughs> leave a super chat to let us know how much you hate our point of view. And yeah. we'll read it. And, uh, and then you yeah, can leave. But believe. And, yeah. And, yeah. and the if bigger the super with... chat, the longer time we'll dedicate it's a, to it's the... It's a win-win. Yeah. That's yeah. true. We'll be happy. Uh, the, the gamer MJ. I don't think Gonky was playing Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, you idiot. I wasn't aware uh, he had an advanced copy. All right, sorry, PS5. I think it was the new PS5 game because it was only PS5 controller. That makes more sense. Um, in in Earth 1610, actually, they're up to PS7. God damn so. it, he's still playing a retro game. Yep. I don't feel like this movie is too complex to answer a question really quick in the chat for kids. I mean, I feel like it, sure, it might be, but I feel like kids' brains work off TikTok now. <laughs> so I feel like their brains have been designed now to keep up with a film like a this. A 14-year-old made part of it. <laughs> Gabe DeCasso. Um, hey, thank you again, Gabe. Hey. Just for you, Gabe. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, cumulatively, it, it works. Uh, Sprang. I'm playing. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Also, I love the album. Metro Booming did great, but nothing can top Sunflower, in my opinion. Love you guys. Oh. We love you. Thwip, thwip your face. That is not a sexual thing. Um, we're moving on now. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I love uh, this new album very much. I don't yeah. know which is my favorite because it's too new. And like, there's something about like digesting music. Love them both. Metro Boom and Killing It, though. Jonah Ock. Thank you, Jonah. Coy, read it. Jonah Ock. Sony could use the excuse that Kingman's Clatter sent MCU Vulture to Morbius instead of Stranger Spell. I was waiting for someone to bring this up. Ah. This fixes Morbius, y'all. Something they to do literally, with Spider-Man. literally use the same villain that way. The end of Morbius, the post credit scene of him suddenly being in the universe, ties it into the live-action universe, ties it into Morbius not knowing why, ties it into a lot of the elements of certain cameos not being in Morbius but allowing certain multiversal collisions without it being an incursion event. This not only solves Morbius, but it solves some of the elements that were plot holes in the Venom tie-in at the end of No Way Home. This movie literally, every single issue people have been complaining about Sony, like I said with the MCU, look at the macro, wait for the things to come together. I guarantee you much like the Kang Dynasty, all of the issues where people think things are in and out of continuity, Sony is solving the problems with the this movie. And by the time we get Dynasty. to Beyond the Universe and Madam Web, it is all going to be spelled out and it's going to be all accurate because they have a 10 year plan that I'm very excited about. So it, it just, it, Morbius is the best movie in the canon. Morbius is I've been amazing. saying it. <laughs> uh, that was a good Easter egg. Uh, Brock's Venomint gum. I, I like that. Yeah, it was clever. I was, I was here for that. Uh, Ryan Green, thank you. You know why Koi's suddenly cooking so fast? Why? G Fuel. G Fuel, baby. <laughs> you know why, too? my I'll, can's almost empty. I wanted to savor this because you often have a G Fuel. It's a rarer occasion where I am in the studio having Fueled a, up. a kindness of Greg's heart G Fuel. So, Greg. like, I'm, I'm like, ooh. The G in G Fuel is actually great. It's always Greg a treat fuel. for me. Greg Fu. <laughs> this is coffee. This is G Fuel. This is my third coffee. And this is water. But you'll see you are drinking so many diuretics. I That's why you have to pee all the time. want to get a discount off G Fuel, there's a link in the description box. Ooh. Um, Ooh, yeah. Next time Koi starts to spit, I'm gonna. I'll do a beat. Yeah, Ryan Green. Thank you. Thank you for contributing and giving us something to talk about, and for your good vibes. Love the movie, but my main gripe with this movie is the appearance between live action and animated characters. I got a bone to pick. (laughs) Well, animated. (laughs) Ah, wise guy. eh? (laughs) Will animated characters stay animated when they cross over to the other stuff like the MCU? I feel like this movie suggests that they would stay animated simply because, I mean, you got a live action Donald Glover, the vulture comes through as parchment. The Venom world. The Venom world world is he live is action and and clearly like with vulture it is communicated through dialogue like you you bring the trappings of your universe with you she's like you're made of paper parchment why right. don't, don't play with fire you know yeah so i i i would 
begs some kind of alternate explanation if they want to start medium hopping. I just don't think it would work if you're watching a like if you're watching Spider-Man four and then animated Miles comes into there. I don't think that will work. I fucks heavy with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, man. It's gonna be great. I think it's gonna. Be, I think it's gonna work. I, I honestly, I think it was really smart to like spoon feed us a little bit because they had Spot, who is arguably the most translatable character to live action, pop be the one that pops in. Because if you think about the way we perceive color, uh, some of the discrepancy of seeing animated in a live action is the uncanny valley is broken, right? Because there's certain color elements and there's certain uh, elements of the eyes that reshape how you perceive something. So if you've got the gas station attendant being the one that first has the animated world break in, Spot literally doesn't have eyes. The way his colors are shaped, none of that works. And when you look at animation, like cheaper animation, you can always see, like, if, if I'm going to pick this up in animation, there's a certain, like, outline around it that is going to be different. So you get a character whose literally power is a portal, and if the portal is the thing that you come through, that allows the portal to separate our eyes from expecting anything to look photorealistic, and therefore you can have an animated character in a live-action world. G-Fuel. G-Fuel. <laughs> G-Fuel made it. <laughs> Or what's, me- what's Metro Another Boomin's one. tag? Hey, Galaxy Geeks, what's up? Good hey. to see him. Go, go check out their channel. They got great reactions. Carlos De La Mora. Who could play Miles in live action? I think Shamik Moore can pull it off. Um, you guys don't know. <laughs> I love this. He did super chat. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> what? Who can play- I think Shamik Moore can pull it off, uh, in my opinion. I, I, no one knows. It's, it's it's like the cloud. How does it work? What uh, is it? <laughs> I think Morning Morning can fly. I, I, a white man can explain it pretty simply. Who <laughs> could play Miles in live action? I think Shamik Moore can pull it off. My opinion. Thoughts. Love y'all. I think that would be pretty sweet if Shamik Moore man if they did just go fuck it. Yeah, who <laughs> be him? I would love a Council of Reeds situation where there's multiple <laughs> Miles. I don't think the carry-on of Miles. Miles. Council of Miles. Yeah, but but I I don't necessarily think a 27-year-old should start the journey of Miles. If they're going to do a live-action trilogy or more, which Miles deserves, I don't know if starting with Shamik is the move. So I think there should be a moment where we maybe meet a multiverse of Miles and we see that he's not an anomaly. I think think the closure of Beyond the Spider-Verse would be really beautiful if you find out that Miguel is wrong because he's angry and that Miles is always deserving and Miles is supposed to be this thing and that he self-actualizes and there is... Is an element of like, no, Miles is Spider-Man because he is. Anyone can wear the mask would be a full circle moment because he deserves it. So I'd love if Miguel is wrong and there are more Miles and I'd love if Shamik gets to play him in brief, but I don't know if he should be the long ongoing because then like you need a 10 years older Peter Parker or more. So I just I think it puts us in a tricky position age wise, but I would love to see it. What about Caleb McLaughlin? Uh, I think Caleb Lachlan is a very talented actor that is way more multifaceted than people see, but there's a Latino element to the character that is really important that I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a hard cast because those are two halves that are both vital to the character. So finding someone that is those things. Yeah. I think it's easy from the outside to, yeah, to see Miles Morales and go, Black Spider-Man. But yeah, I think you're Morales. absolutely right. It, it needs the, the multicultural aspect seems intrinsic. What about Denzel Washington? I mean, that's or Samuel L. Jackson, Lawrence uh, <laughs> Fishburne, no. guys with makeup. You can make Denzel fifteen. <laughs> Just jump in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Kong ain't got nothing on Miles Morales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never seen Training Day. What? Yeah. Whoa! Why yeah. is that not on the list? Yeah, that is, is a, the top now. 
Huh? I think it's on the list. I, uh, if it's not, it's in. We've talked about it so much. Equilibrium. God, stop calling it equilibrium. Equalizer. Off camera, he's called it equilibrium so many times. This is this is your ready or not. Like I can't get the movie tied. That's the one time I've not called it hide and seek. So that's that's yours. Matthew Kilburn, aka Mister Mister Nakamoto. I'm gonna go with that. That's a twenty. God damn it. <laughs> spectacular, spectacular. Super chat. <laughs> I waited that time. Good thing I know sign language. My ears. Ha ha. Oh, we Love just you guys. got to our first spectacular drop. Oh, oh that's so, so funny. sorry. Thank you. Uh, that was when I was at full volume. Thank yes. you for the super chat, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's so funny. Pizza Boy 153. Like All Koi. Always love hearing your thoughts. Do you think that Deadpool 3 being a multiverse story and his relationship with Spider-Man that we get a cameo in part three? I certainly hope so. I think they should put Deadpool in the animated movie. And, uh, like, get him, give Ryan Reynolds a cameo. I think you, it's going to happen. Do you know what that would also do? Tie into Donald Glover, who was supposed to make an animated Deadpool movie that was canceled during the oh, merger of yeah. everything coming together. That would add another level of metamodernism that would allow Donald Glover to be another facet of the world that allows us to reference the fact that Donald Glover is the reason we have this cascading event of pop culture. Look, it's like the audio from the movie. Talk, Coy. Drums. Talk. You can't hear him. What's going on? Why can't I hear the dialogue? <laughs> uh, I, I do think uh, Spider-Man uh, being in Deadpool 3 is more likely now because of this. And I also think that the culmination of Phase 5 and 6 of Marvel, this impacts. This is this is a big shift, and Deadpool 3 is going to be the... I think Deadpool 3 is going to be the live-action version of this, yeah. where it's going to yeah. be cleaning up timelines. It's going to be them going, like, canon events. Like, I think Deadpool 3 and this are going to mirror each other more than you expect. Deadpool 3 is going to be another installment in the This Is What Multiverse of Madness Should Have Been <laughs> franchise. <laughs> and I can't wait. All right, John, look. Lucas, I'm, see, you're right. I'm going to read this super chat, and I'm gonna, you're going to be the one who answers. Oh, cool. Okay. Happy Saturday, handsome boys from Kiana Chanel. Uh, Spider-Man was pure joy. The animation styles, the story, the cameos, everything was perfect for me. Spider-Punk was easily my favorite. John, please, I want you to talk about your opinions on Spider-Punk and also about the ultimate conclusion that happens when he does help Miles in breaking out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, way too woke. All right, he should have gone along with the authority that Miguel O'Hara was laying down without question. It's anti-government. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Batman's fascist. Uh, I I adored Spider Punk for multiple reasons. I mean, just the animation style they brought along with him. I love Daniel Kaluuya anyway, and I thought his attitude and his just abandon in the booth, the voice performance was mwah, beautiful. I was hanging on every line, and I do love the sort of I love that the joke of his character is true to his character and follows through in crucial moments. So, yeah, when you, you got the palms thing, which is a great little learning moment, it's a great moment to endear you to him. But then as that debate is going down, I thought that was a, an awesome character choice because, of course, this guy would do that. This guy would be like, this whole organization is getting a little messed up and I'm not about authoritarian organizations. So, yeah, I'm going to help you escape. I had a question about how he, he drops his uh, watch through the portal before he goes, so I guess he must have like made like a like a makeshift jury rigged mm-hmm. one. But uh, yeah, I-, I loved the function that he served, uh, and he's probably my my favorite character. Yeah. I really like the animation of him too because it, there was such a variety to him, and he and he even 
There's even something about the way they animate him that feels like he's going against the grain of all the other Spider-Men. <laughs> that are so handmade. Yeah. It's so pastiche. It, it, yeah. Like, like, it's just not as smooth <laughs> as everyone else, and I think that's a, a really smart choice. Yeah, I love the attention to detail. Yeah, animation. and it's like even his resting shapes and outlines change. Yeah. Yeah. J. Cole BP, um, thank you so much. This movie and Guardians 3 show that superhero fatigue is a myth. Just wait till The Flash and everyone's sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Ah. I mean, I think there are... People just want great movies that tell a compelling story. That is true. I, I think the saving grace uh, for Flash really quick, because a lot of us were talking about it, because it's so obvious when you see you know Spider-Verse and then you're seeing what The Flash is all about, that you're like, two multiverse movies in the same month, one from the Marvel camp and the other one from the DC camp, and, and you feel like you're probably going to end up comparing them to some extent... And Spider-Verse, you kind of walk out going, I don't see how you could top it. Yeah. Difference, though, that'll allow for viewing experiences. Like, yeah, it'll, it'll feel different, ultimately. And one's a DC movie and a live-action movie. But there is that part of me that's like, I'm wondering if The Flash is sort of wishing that it came out before this movie. I've yeah. been thinking that a lot. because we, we are the only ones who have not seen The on Flash. On the entire yeah, internet. Know, Everyone else has I seen know. The Flash. Twice, we are the only three ones. times, four times. <laughs> yeah, I've been hunting to try to get into I've sent so many emails, and uh, yeah, we're the only ones who have not been able to see it. Everyone else we know <laughs> has seen it. Expect a late reaction. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Saturday. Well, yeah. and two, hearing about these two movies, everyone's... Oh, shit, we got to react to your video, George. Sorry. People's been gushing over Spider-Verse, and then I've heard, you know, all, there's all always that you know like oh the flash is amazing but i have heard people say like it's not like the best it's really good though so i i do feel like there may be that drop also just want to shout out shane rose was was metro Boomin's voice cameo the spider-man who's like upside down yeah. in the black and white who's like there's nowhere for you to go and then he's oh, like sorry, oh guys. i guess there was <laughs> yeah that's metro Boomin, which uh, i loved as a cameo that's so cool i didn't realize I, uh, the second time i saw it i was like which design is this and who is that voice because i bet it's a cameo yeah all right guys due to the time i'm gonna start making sure we Stick a little. We're going to be a little bit more pedantic with our timing here. Okay. Ooh. Did All you right. Google gesticulate because I used it? Yep. All right. <laughs> 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 so here we go. J03J3RK off. Joe Jerkoff. No. Yeah. No one would say that. All right. <laughs> Don't, Joe. Spot had a great origin, but I kind of wish his motives weren't, I'm Mr. Evil Man and wants to rule the multiverse because we're intertwined, Miles. Why I not? Didn't, I didn't think he had that motivation. I thought, yeah, he's a little deeper than that. the trolley problem. He was also really uh, fucking scorned, too. I mean, the, the guy's had a, like a tear. I, I love that they lean so much into he's lost so much, especially by what he has morphed into, like, f- physically. Like, yeah. he, loses, he loses touch, his whole body is, like, bodied figure it's a body horror tale with him yeah you know? well it's an inverted version of what miles is going through too because he's like he doesn't belong anywhere and is you know sort of being discarded and overlooked and all sorts of other things and his going against all yeah. the canon rules in f- spite of that he's basically. also got such an isolated life because he's from like a future timeline when things went wrong so i i, I didn't feel like he was mr evil at all i thought it was a very justified reason to feel that way joseph taylor thank you coy read it what possible conclusion would ruin the third film? Uh, I mean, I think if they made it uh, a very linear tale that sacrificed all the nuance of... Like, the first movie is basically telling the story of quantum theory and making that digestible. The second is telling the story of what canon is and making that digestible. If the third film is just a wrap-up instead of introducing new ideas or not introducing new sure. characters and all those things, that would feel like I got shortchanged. But short of that, I, I'm not worried about the third film. I'm not worried about it at all. 
I think it's going to be amazing. We're going to cry in the theaters a lot. Mm-hmm. We got. I was kind of kind of like. The multiverse hasn't really been exciting as much as we all hope within the MCU. Right. But that's this one movie just like completely changes the game. The MCU has <laughs> simply been here to push all the other multiverse movies <laughs> along. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everything Spider-Man all at once was the perfect yeah. answer to that. And yeah. I also think that we are looking at things too small because it's it's a big multiverse saga. So yeah. this, this just helps people have faith again. Joseph Taylor. John, please. Joseph oh, Taylor. Where oh, that? My bad. Azealia. Uh, Azealia. Azealia Aziali. I saw this. Thank you, by the way, for being here. In 4DX, and it was the perfect experience. I believe that would be maybe overwhelming, but also quite fun. I feel like this would be a fun 4DX. I would be totally down to see this in 4DX. I got tickets to see it. I got tickets for Oppenheimer like two weeks after its release. Just to, just to go against Tom Cruise. And I, <laughs> I've got... <laughs> It's all fucking sold out. It's so it's sold so, out. It's so sold out. Yeah. Not driver. I'm like, Jesus, no. I'm on the last day. <laughs> and like, it's like, it's an R-rated oh, movie selling damn. that hard. It's yeah. crazy. And I, I, I w- that is a fascinating topic. Over the, uh, I, I could totally fathom Tom Cruise being upset. He's like, I jump off a fucking cliff with a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> the things I've done for you. The things I've sacrificed. <laughs> this is his hateful aid. Oh, totally. Yeah, no. And, and he, he has been, I mean, from the director's side, Nolan has been uh, such a champion, a proprietor of IMAX influence within just modern cinema. Yeah. And Tom Cruise has been the star-making vehicle on or that cinema. side. <laughs> yeah. So it is interesting to see them at odds with, <laughs> with their films because, yeah, I mean, like, Nolan is director, Tom Cruise is the star. They're both IMAX lovers. I bet Tom Cruise wish he hadn't seen Tenet <laughs> yeah. in the lockdown now. Yeah. Millie Staniforth says Oppenheimer in 4D and you literally get nuked. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of flames. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's just a bunch of charred yeah. skeletons at the end of the show. Uh, J. Colby Pay. One more thing and a funny thought I had. Greg. I know you're already right, prepared. Throughout the movie, I was I'm thinking about their song "Parallel Universe" off of Californication, fitting the movie. Oh my god! Released the key to so cut. happy. We already got "Can't Stop" in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, I would absolutely love it if we did get "Parallel Universe" in there True or that. under the bridge, and it doesn't fit at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because Miles is walking under a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god, get. Gito, Galindo, everyone be quiet. Everyone be quiet. Koi, that means you. For us, it's a moment of silence that doesn't generate any of the energy because we can't hear it. Yeah, it's just peace. So weird. weird. (laughs) Watch the last night. Uh, 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 You. Watched the last <laughs> night at Regal in QNS. Not sure where that is, but I'm, I'm excited. Uh, sound was bad. Didn't matter. I love it. Watching it again. Animation was perfection. Is this setting the bar too high for Spider-Man live actions? Love you guys. Thank you for everything. No, it's setting no. the bar too high for whatever the animated shows are going to be. Yeah, set, I mean, it set the bars high, boy. I feel like No Way Home gets a lot of crap because it uses uh, characters in a live action setting that people consider nostalgia. But if you actually look at the writing of No Way Home, it has so much going on. So I feel like the, the live action bar is... <laughs> Like high because of No Way Home, <laughs> but that's my experience in these films. They're very different. But is Miles a California kid? Sorry, yeah. I was listening. Yeah. Yeah. I also, just, I look at them different. Also, QNS is Queens, so yeah, you were you freaking Queens for this. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. awesome! Oh, that yeah. makes me happy. Beautiful. 
beautiful geet, though. John, please take it away. Amanda, we love you. Thank you for being here. A hey, real rejects. Much love for y'all. Spider-Punk was great and exactly how I want Anarchist Spider-Man to be. Loved the Donald Glover uh, Prowler cameo. There we go. And want to see more Prowler and Miles. He uh, Prowler Miles, I should say. He was intense. He was, dude. The <sighs> okay, race. so... um. John, what do you think the lesson will be for Miles from encountering Prowler Miles? What do you think the le- there's there's one thing that I love about these films is there's, there's always they lean into the themes to advance their plot. So what do you think the character journey of our Miles encountering this Miles is ultimately going to lead to? Um, that's an excellent question, and I am I am all, honestly I've been wondering about this. Because his brain moving. That's yeah, why I, yeah, that's yeah. why I looked at John first. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been wondering about this because there's so much about Miles's journey that, you know, just kind of happened to him that wasn't about his choice in the matter necessarily. I mean, certainly he's inserting himself in what Miguel says about like, you know, so much of this is your fault. Like I, I get that. At the same time, you know, obviously there's gonna be some kind of, you know, this is what could have happened. You know, this is I, I guess it's like the bigger version of uh, I don't, yeah, it's personifying that fault. It's like, you know, in order for you to have this spectacular life, you know, a, a different version of you suffers greatly. And that's speaking to the balance of, I guess, the universe, the multiverse, etc. But I feel like uh, Koi would probably have a deeper insight, uh, comics related. I do feel like the use of the cameo also ties into the idea that basically if you things go wrong things go bad. And the fact that they didn't cast Donald Glover as Spider-Man and him turning into the Prowler is kind of a beautiful metaphor of like, well, you didn't make me Spider-Man, so now I'm a bad guy. So I love the idea that the movie's ending reflects that. So when he doesn't become Spider-Man, he becomes the Prowler, which ties into foreshadowing using Donald Glover as the live-action cameo in the first place. So I do think there's going to be a commentary on basically, if you don't have a mentor figure in your life to guide you, if you don't have your Uncle Ben death, if you don't have your Uncle Aaron death, if you don't have that canon event, it shows how things can go bad. So right now in our universe, Miles is fighting for the idea that I have to save everyone. This is, again, the trolley problem. If I don't save everyone, this is going to help. This is going to be a net positive. But if I do save everyone, then this is going to be great for me, which is almost a selfish concept. So I think what the third movie's metaphor is going to be is basically, yes, there are sacrifices to be Spider-Man. With great power, there must also come great responsibility. The action of loss is what drives you to be a better person. So when you don't lose the person, if you don't actually go through the way things are meant to be, things can go bad. I don't believe in destiny. I don't believe in fate, but there are actions that have consequences. So much like the Donald Glover cameo in real life reflecting, he didn't become Spider-Man, so he became the Prowler. I think in the universe, Miles has to learn that, yes, there must be loss to achieve greatness. Absolute vodka. And the idea that, that yeah, like... <laughs> so I don't think he saves. Uh, I think people yeah. have to die. Sure. <laughs> I'm not focused on what I'm doing here. Totally pay attention to you. (laughs) (laughs) Dragon Soldier. (laughs) Thank you, Dragon Soldier. Uh, Storage Wars. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, So it's just me. Or during the train fight with Miles versus Miguel, it looked like they were glitching into live action actors with every fifth frame. That is a very specific catch. That's a very... I mean, it might have just been the uncanniness of the fact that they of of their humanistic qualities, and and, but they're animated. I thought that fight was so wildly intense. What's great? What was surprising to me was how much the trailer, especially when I was editing the review, I was like, "Damn, you know, the trailer really did show you like kind of a lot." (laughs) Um, Yet, when you watch the movie, I'm like, "But this movie's still full of so many surprises." Like like from beginning to end, it, it really is. But the trailer does essentially show you the. 
the plot mechanics of eventually leading to that and the showdown with with uh, Miguel O'Hara and then being at odds. But there's a lot of details they leave out in the trailers of what leads you to these events. Uh, but I thought those those sequences were breathtaking. Yeah. There was nothing more thrilling to me than Miles having to outsmart and having to escape from a shit ton of spider yeah, people. Totally. There was nothing more exciting to me than that. Like we've, we've plain and simple just haven't seen any Spider-Man movies of him have other than, you know, Spider-Man versus Venom and Spider-Man three brilliant film, by the way, and exactly the feeling that is generated here or gesticulated here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, it is that, but that was such a beautiful sequence. And to me, heart pounding i was yeah. on the edge of my seat even though i knew the scene was coming specifically with him and miguel having a showdown but my brain didn't prepare me for a fuck he's gonna have to like fucking maneuver his way through all of them yeah, yeah. that was beautiful i love that so it paralleled thrilling. the first film in that the first film had a train going like laterally right we never really saw it ascend it was a, it was a train that was moving as trains do it was a train that was going through the x and y axis of reality it was a train this way but i love that in this one it allowed the z axis to be implied because the train was ascending so i i pictured it as the first film's about the multiverse in a contained area but this film is about like stacking the multiverse so things are happening simultaneously because 2099 would allow the timeline to be at all times, right? Like the everything yeah. everywhere all at once. So 2099 is happening parallel to 2002 Spider-Man, happening parallel to 2010 Spider-Man with Garfield and Toby stacked. So I love that the train metaphor in the first film is doubled down on this one by having the train go vertically through the Z-axis in its own way. True, true. True that. Um, okay, we talked about this at the very, very beginning of this stream. Uh, but, uh, John, why don't you answer that? What was your reaction? Sidra Zadie is asking, thank you so much. Uh, what was your reaction to find out that Miles wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man? Yeah, I mean, that, that that hits, I think, hard, especially when Miguel just lays it out and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see how this domino has really affected a lot of things. And you could argue, like, yeah, it's, it's happenstance. It's not your fault. But at the same time, it is like you were in, like, a really bad place at the right time, I guess, you know, because of all this. And it is like a conflicting thing, and it, it makes me excited to see how they unpack that with the whole Miles Prowler thing because, I mean, yeah, there, there is like a, a compliment to that, but there is also so much that is just sort of like random, and if they hadn't been at the Collider and, and all that stuff that he lays out. Like, I thought it was a really beautiful way to use the first movie in a, a way that it's one of those things, I think it's always good when you're sitting there watching the sequel and you're going, did they, was this like the plan from the start? Because like this tracks and grows out of that so well. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think it it really gave me this feeling like of Miles is kind of alone amidst all these spider people, yeah. you know, and I think that's a very unique thing to be able to communicate because there's always yeah. something that others a Spider-Man. And, and especially with the way Gwen and Peter B. Parker look upon him, there's, it's almost like there's a pitiful look that they give him that he does not want. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like they know he's got a terminal illness and they don't know how to deal with it like, or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, Diego Guevara, thank you so much. Uh, thoughts on Gwen being trans with symbolism of acceptance of her spider persona and her dad? plus the colors of her world and flag Easter eggs. Well, we have talked about it, and I think it's used nicely. Uh, I don't feel like uh, that someone, I think someone was just saying it in the chat. I'm processing a lot of information right now. Uh, but that I think people ultimately don't actually, even the ones who like fucking bitch about woke culture all the time. Uh, like, just say, I'm not saying they're bitching about actual woke culture. I'm saying what 
They, in quotes. What they just like the you know the, the keywords: virtue signaling, identity politics, woke culture. I think at the end of the day, we actually don't have a a lot of people don't have an issue with that. I think what they have an issue with is if they feel like it's in some it's way being disingenuous. like disingenuous, being forced into their way. When a lot of times I don't feel like it is. Uh, personally, it's, it's sometimes there's something that comes front and center, but I think sometimes there's subtle things like that where you could totally miss it, even, but it's still there. And that's what we were trying to talk about earlier was that a lot of times when it's being described of what people are mad about, we're, we're in the camp of go, you guys get what I'm trying to say with this. Oh, I want to make sure. Yeah. I, mean, um, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that. What they get mad about, because I've seen, I've been seeing it's been going on in the chat this entire time we've been talking since we brought yeah. it up. <laughs> uh, what we get annoyed at is the fact that, no, the, the same kind of context is still here. It, and we're not trying to say... It just doesn't feel what, heavy-handed. We're not, yeah, it does not feel heavy-handed. It's actually done really well, but it's still, it's still so much lace throughout the film. And to say that those things are not in this movie would be false. They're they're totally in this movie. And I think it's really cool how it's a little bit more overt than a lot of the things, a lot of the properties that people actually get upset at. It's way more overt. They literally have like BLM, Protect Trans Lives, yet people are still so on board with this movie. I I think it's because it feels real, like you're saying. like It it feels like what our world is. Like I think that when you see a certain movie and you change everything, it feels like a lot. When it's like... uh, Actually, Taika Waititi just had a quote about this where it's like, I never had a group of friends that was one of each cult. If there's seven people and like there's literally a token of each culture, like a like a Captain Planet, that can feel heavy handed. But like if you've got like seven Polynesian kids and a Polynesian story, that feels beautifully representative. Yeah. So I think like our world is I don't know that the character is trans, but her support. I don't trans. think she's trans. Right. Yeah. So I just yeah, want to clarify that. But that. I, I would argue like I support trans kids. I support trans lives. I support trans people. I'm not trans, but I love that that is something that her and her dad support vocally so it feels more real than it being like hey we got to discuss this it's just a part of her bedroom it's a part of his uh, yeah. wardrobe it's a part- and that feels more natural to me and i think that's why people aren't up in arms because that's our world you should support people you should support progress you should support everyone and care about everyone so the lighting is beautiful the the elements of it are beautiful because it feels like our reality where loving someone is how it should be not something that should be noticed what's funny to me though is Remember the 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 Blue Beetle thing where George Lopez's line, a character we don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> like we don't know who that character. What's his name? <laughs> like, tell me you everything know, about like, that character. I'm his but, uncle. Like, yeah, you don't really know that. Most people don't know who this person, this character, right. and he has one line in there about Batman's a fascist. That threw a certain and gap people of people. Assume that is the whole movie's yeah, point up of in view. Arms. <laughs> and then there's so, and it's obviously some like stupid joke. The, the the then you got Spider Punk in here who has a lot of these lines, and yet no one's upset about it. And I'm not saying people should be upset. I just find the the uh, I find humor in the fact that no one's upset. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, because it's just part of the character, and that really reads. Yeah. It's not a character. It's not a message disguised as a character. So it makes. So I wonder what if those lines were in the trailer. 
how that would. Well, the yeah, trans that, flag that was in the trailer. Yeah, I didn't miss that. I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah, I saw it in the first yeah. trailer because I was very like, oh, they, they put this in, yeah. in this to show people where they stand. I like that. To the chat, it, it doesn't really matter if Gwen is trans or not. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're uh, saying we haven't been told it, it but it, it doesn't matter. It seems as if she's not, or she, I don't know, she could be non-binary, wherever, but it doesn't really matter if she is or isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in yeah. our universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Clearly, doesn't... she's down for the cause. She's in a punk band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to stereotype all punk. I'm sure there are some intolerant punks out there, but <laughs> yeah, you know, because I, it's it is funny to me what has happened with the word, uh, what has happened with the idea of what woke culture is, when really it's it's lost sight of what its original meaning was, and it's become a bunch of things that other people have like labeled it as now, yeah, well, and, and a negative connotation. Wokeness well, is and, just opening your and, eyes to the systematic injustices of the world and being aware of how to move despite them. My no, favorite is still about SJ. white women. It is no white women <laughs> have done all of the legwork. It's about it's woke. about it's about female leads that's, in movies. That's right, right. <laughs> and, and making every white character black or Asian. <laughs> Diego, we got you. It's, like, it's not the main takeaway of the movie. Not at all. But it's becoming a topic of it's conversation. All I think <laughs> yeah. about now. That's what's so funny about it, is it becoming a topic of conversation. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hey, conversations are good. Uh, I personally, it's Tiger Girl, thought it was better than the first movie, but that's insane because the first one's like a 9 8, this is like a 9 9. They're both insanely See, good. See, Blandizi's bringing up a good point where I actually feel like Spot could have a change of heart. Sure. Oh, you that'd know, be cool if you like. He, he becomes so zen. It's, it's, it seems like they're setting him up for being like the most ultimate villain. Which, which, well, yeah, there's a very big likelihood that that could happen. At the same time, I could see it going down the like an auto octave or the mini Spider Man. Yeah, real, those right? villains that reform. <laughs> yeah, I could completely see because like, who the hell's going to stop him? Right. Like, how do you stop this guy? And and what, cool only Spock can stop himself. You know. Yeah. And what if he's an element that helps them navigate the web of life? Like, it'd be so cool if like his interdimensional yeah. abilities become a positive. He becomes yeah, like a crucial part of keeping all the continuities intact. Which yeah, exactly. Web, which would be cool. It's right there. Yeah. All right. Really great. Quick. great. I like. Big respect to the spot. Great character. Yeah, really impressed by that villain. And good job for Jason Schwartzman doing the voice. Yeah. Liked his vibe. Nicholas Cage's cousin. Spider-Man Noir's cousin, Spot, which is funny because they're both <laughs> black and white. I was really? so sad when they yeah. said he wouldn't be back for Spider-Noir, and yet, you know, mm. they, they made me happy by the end. It was good. I mean, maybe it's a different voice. <laughs> All right. We got some uh, We got some streamlabs. We got to make sure we get through. Shields. All righty. Garth Harkness McMurray. Yeah. We're 30 minutes name? behind here. Oh, a lot longer wait, than that. What? Oh, wait, from May 20th. We have some other ones. No, no. We're going to read the May 20th ones. <laughs> there, <we> go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No Chanel is the first one from today. Oh, God. Oh, 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 man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. No Chanel. Thank you so much, my dear. Haven't seen it yet, so just supporting from afar. Aww. Oh. That's kind. You beautiful beautiful woman thanks for letting us spoil the movie for you i hope you listen to the whole thing yes front to back thank you no chanel luna luna hi y'all you all look beautiful stop it <laughs> you look beautiful you look amazing. amazing fine stop it did y'all like this soundtrack more than the last i need to revisit the last. i don't know <laughs> I, I certainly <laughs> kind of on. i messed this up hold on a second john john please <laughs> Now it's perfect. 
it more than the last. Uh, <laughs> uh, this this one like it grabbed me the soundtrack. Not to say that like it did might not have the first time, but I haven't had as much of like a. a I, I associate Sunflower <laughs> with the first movie, whereas this one I, I kind of felt the whole soundscape. So I'm kind of leaning to this one, but it might just be recency bias. Terrific yeah. either way. Yeah. Also, just in the vein of this, go listen to the Attack the Block soundtrack that Basement Jacks did. Another... Also, the score for this by Daniel Pemberton is yeah. like. Incredible. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Respect to the PEMB. All right, here we go. Um, where are we at? We June are at 3rd. Dust. Dust. Hey, first time donating to anyone. Whoa. And I'm sorry I'm not doing a lot. It's okay. Then we're moving on. <laughs> moving on. That's a, that's a dollar's worth of a read. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Anyways, did you guys see that apparently it took three years for them to develop the art style of Spider-Punk? I think it took four for the original art style. Correct me if any of this is incorrect. I uh, I mean, I would certainly believe it, and I would love to see more behind the scenes. Like, you assume everything in the movie, like, this is created on a computer, however you do have, like, a f- I could tell the first time we saw it. Like, the Lego, th- this is not CG Legos. These are real Legos. So I, I would be very curious if there was any actual collage or pastiche showing into this it. this movie only cost $100 million? I don't understand. <laughs> because <laughs> how do other movies cost $200 million and this one costs 100 Like, animated it's movies. It's wild. It is it's staggering. It's mind-blowing. The fact that it's going to make all of its money back opening weekend and then just go on to profit it's, i'm so happy it's probably because they don't use super expensive voiceover actors yeah but even the the visuals like uh, yeah. neither does pixar and pixar movies cost like 200 million dollars it is interesting and i mean i i wonder I, and i love pixar but like, <laughs> it's, it's the kind of animation that really makes me wonder because they do leave like i love that the look of the spot you can literally see the circles like the guidelines and, yeah. the, and the early parts of animation so they're Aspects of the animation style that look like unfinished or hand drawn, and yet I sit there going, "Does that take less time, yeah. or does that take deceptively more I think time?" It would take more <laughs> you know? time to accurately do it. So like, yeah. I am a little mind blown, yeah, because yeah. the art style is so many things, and is it, like every frame looks like it must take so much time and care. And, and they also game. hired uh, in talking to the. Philip Lord, um, they hired comic book artists as consultants. So the art that you love from the comics, or I love from the comics, if you read comics, they brought them on to help the animators draw in their style. That is something unique to this movie and also cannot be cheap. Yep, yep. yep. Cannot cheap. All good, all good. The Wombler, do you guys think the Inheritors are going to come into play in the animated universe, or do you think they might save it for the live-action movies? I think that's for me. Uh, I think the Inheritors and <laughs> Morlin and characters like that are going to stay unique to the comic books. I don't think they're going to be live action or here. I think the Inheritors are uh, more beneficial for the medium of comics because they're almost like vampiric. They feed off the life force and things, and there's a lot of things they haven't introduced yet that I don't think they will. The The idea of a spider totem, the idea of a lot of the animal elements. In the comic books, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is attached to this thing called the spider totem, and that's why he fights a lot of animal-based villains like Rhino, Vulture, all those elements. They haven't introduced anything akin to that here, and I don't think they necessarily will. So the idea of the inheritors taking the life force of these animal totems doesn't really tie in. That'd be a lot to really tie into a third film. So I don't see a live action Spider-Verse working. I don't really see an inheritor totem element working, but that's the beauty of this canon event. All these universes are unique to themselves, so it all still works in that medium. True, true. Boogie. <laughs> I agree, I'm Coy. definitely distracted by what's going on in the chat. What's happening, what's happening with the chat? <laughs> it's just, it's just the fact that the, you know, are we still on bigotry? The, the woke war is, oh. is waging. The woke wars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so distracted. And we're going to solve it, it today. <laughs> Normally I'm doing what you're doing. I'm just fucking... I'm just thinking. Fucking, 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 fucking. Yeah. respond to every single nah. one. Not busy. There's a reason you're not banned, dude. 
<laughs> You're good. You're, You're good, good busy. busy. Oh yeah, busy great. Yeah, busy brown okay. downtown. It's just your name's busy, and I saw a chance to say busy, busy, busy brown. Mad. <laughs> because comics. it just it worked there, man. Absolutely. <laughs> busy, busy, fight, fight. Unless you become a total ass. The white man Anyone. speaks gibberish is my favorite comment. <laughs> we have def- we have definitely banned people, and we will do it again if we must. But Doesn't so far, say, I have. If, so, I, if someone sees someone really crossing the line, please let me know. But I, I the real Antonio has fifty cents. I like a good I ain't talk fast. You just got to listen a little faster. Oh, Lenti, <laughs> I watched the NR breakdown. Okay. <laughs> and Eric points out a part where the Miles Parler variant is about to be bitten by the forty-two spider. I did see. I did hear about that. Like there, that Miles, that Miles was supposed the Prowler one. He yeah. was supposed to be the Spider Man. Right. Like that. That was where it belonged. So if he was going to be Spider Man, his universe doesn't that negate Miles being an anomaly? Love this. No. What negates it is that the Miles in the the which earth, which Earth is Miles sixteen ten. Okay. Yeah. That Miles <laughs> is the one that was not supposed to be a Spider Man. That's where the anomaly comes in. Yeah. And he hijacked the other one. And because yeah, in our that, universe, it was supposed to be a Peter Parker. In, in the 1610, it was supposed to be a Peter Parker. Yeah. 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 It was supposed to be Chris, Chris Pine, Peter. But Parker. appreciate the question here. Thank you. Chris Peter Pine. Uh, I loved Spot so much. I think that's a. It's rare we could get a villain who could go like that goofy to truly terrifying. Such good work. Yeah. I was going uh, yeah. uh, to say to you in the chat there, Miguel O'Hara, I think goofy and menacing in a way that really worked. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, guys. Uh oh, we got we got a desktop. Hold on, I done messed up everything here. What have you done? Where to go, John? Oh, it's in another window. Uh, go up to the top. Just like <laughs> mo- move the mouse up to the top. Uh, okay, never mind. You're move full the mouse of to the shit, bottom, John. And uh, right click this. You're full of and shit, John. Yeah, I found it, John. I fixed it. Well all. done. <laughs> With no help whatsoever. <laughs> all righty, here we go. Where are we at? Alrighty. Jim Carrey would be a fantastic spot. Hold on, let me refresh this. Oh man, what a what a beautiful beautiful thing that would be. What time are we at? It's currently two twenty seven p.m. We got three minutes here to not to end the stream <laughs> to get it through We're everything. <laughs> All right, sorry, guys. Yes. I want to go to Africa. Oh, let's with do it. My wife. Oh, no, not with you guys. Yeah, fine. yeah. Cape Town's great. We haven't had a honeymoon, dude. Uh, I got dude, some places should. to recommend you in Cape Town. Have you I been love, to Africa? Yeah, I was there five weeks. I went to uh, Africa Burn. I went to Cape Town. I went to, there's like a beautiful tabletop mountain just outside really? Cape Town. Yeah, I love, I love Africa. I have not been to Africa. I don't want to go. And there's some like really unique food. I ate Springbok on pizza and it was really delicious. Oh, wow. But yeah, I love Africa. It's a really pretty place. There's like moon rises out there. Do you think, um, do you think uh, the Lion King plays are there? Do you, do you like the Lion King oh, Broadway show? It's, in well, no, it's actually just uh, you walk out and, and the animals are doing it. It's just yeah, yeah. No, that's no. why it's not appropriations because the animals just do the. The Lion King is performed, you know, like six Nightly. or seven times a day, <laughs> and uh, also you can just take a walking tour of District Nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all there. All right, count it. Let's see where we're at in a couple minutes here. All right, Wendy's. Oh no. Oh geez. I just, I'm sorry. I read that. <laughs> Sorry, I read the Rule 34 comment. You did. You got close. <laughs> All righty. Okay. So let's let's recap everything that we have definitely talked about in the stream. Ending. Favorite cameos. Most talked about Insomniac. Spectacular. Spectacular. Mm. Don Donald Glover. Donnie G. Gwen. Uh, the parents. <laughs> Spot. Yeah. Okay, we've covered most of the bang with... Multiverse, all Multiverse, that stuff. Miguel. Miguel. We've got to cover like we haven't talked about Peter B. Parker that much. He was great. 
the like the May part. Okay, yeah. Mayday. Then I will find a well, way. Because sometimes I, write, like, I try to find a way mm-hmm. to go. What is the topic we have talked about, and how to segue it into one of the super <laughs> shows? <laughs> I like that. Right. I think that's the only element I can think of. Uh, let's go here. Let's go here. Oh, what is Busy Brown's profile pic? I I don't I know this. I can't tell. I can't it's tell. Small's got a it's got a like white a, hat. I mean, is it you or is it uh, somebody famous? I don't know. Or is it just a stock photo of someone who's not you? Okay. Ramen noodles. I met Yuri twelve years ago. Diablo <laughs> four servers are down. That's messed up. I want to play Diablo. All right, 4. here we go. We're gonna do this good. Do this good. Malik Curry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think some way Miles is introduced prior to Secret Wars and during the Secret Wars event, they kill off Tom, thus passing the torch to Miles. How fucking awesome would it be if they just killed off Tom Holland? Oh, I would love it. How upsetting would everyone... <laughs> can you imagine the audience response to just killing off Tom Holland? I think Spider-Man is something Tom Holland loves, but I think there will be a time when he is like, I'm done with Spider-Man. And I think the best way to bring in a certain character is to kill off a beloved Spider-Man. I still think they're probably going to kill off Andrew Garfield, but I really think uh, I really think that Tom would be a very impactful death. You really believe that they're still going to bring back Andrew Garfield in some way? Yeah. I don't see it. I think we're going to get a Spider-Man 4 and an Amazing Spider-Man 3 in some way. Whether that's in Secret Wars as a long they series. They should just like combine them. <laughs> like just two movies? Or just yeah, back just, and just combine. Find a way. directed by Sam Raimi and Mark Webb. How cool would it be yeah. if they just had a movie where it was just Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire? Just like Lethal Weapon, but it's like the Spider-Man. Yeah, how great would that be? Lethal, Lethal Spiders. spiders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how cool would it be, man? Love it. I mean, I, I just want them to get their closure. They got a lot too. of closure at, at No Way Home, but I do think we get... I think it'd be really interesting to have Venom. They like had Tom lines. Hardy, but Tom Hardy fighting Andrew Garfield and maybe him dying in that Miles coming through that universe. I don't feel like they kill off Andrew Garfield. There's too much money to be made. I don't feel like Andrew Garfield wants to do it a lot longer because he talked about being a 40-year-old in spandex. I know, and he looked great. He did. I'm very, I mean, great die, Andrew. All work. right, here we go. Okay. Um, yeah, that's true. No, I don't think they're going to kill off Tom Holland. Tom Holland should play him for years to come. He doesn't have anything. His newest movie got some rough reviews. <laughs> Come on, so I feel guys! Like consistently, seriously, what does Tom Holland have outside of Spider-Man? Uncharted that is Two is truly a massive hit. Zendaya, <laughs> she's doing better than him. No, but I, I think he wants to like go have like a family. I think he wants to just go like. I think live. he wants to have a family. I think he's a very talented actor. I think a lot of his work outside of Spider-Man is great, and and I. Th- but I think you know that's what sometimes keeps people he- there. And yeah, these things are like I'm not really having anything outside. It's <laughs> <laughs> not really popping off for me, you know. I just want Tom uh, to be happy, however you, that looks. You need that. You need that. I think. Yeah, it's hard to transcend a character like this. I mean, if, how many of the, the character that makes your name? I mean, look yeah. at Robert Downey Jr. What has he really had since leaving Iron Man? Oppenheimer coming soon. Yes. Out. that's why everyone wants to watch it for Robert Downey Jr. Bald Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, excites me. Why, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, let's go here. Where are we at? Dan Dan V? Dan, Dan V900? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, John. Dan V900. Earth 42's Jefferson is also named Jefferson Morales. Rest in power, Captain Morales. Thank you, Dan V900. It's his name in multiple universe. Aaron Davis keeps the name. Okay. So I, I was just, yeah, I was spitballing like maybe that'd be unique. But yeah, Aaron Davis is definitely because they're not married. But yeah, I'd be interested. Thank you, Dan V900. Absolutely. We can't be uh, answering your question right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back to you. Like, <laughs> Don't worry, we'll be right back to you. Uh, Malik Curry. Here we go. Uh, we already did that. Yeah, we're Jorge. Jorge. This is this is a really good question. 
How did they keep Glover under wraps without leaking? That scene was a stealer in my theater. So much history is in that one scene. Sure thing. Hey, Carly, Carly King, King is in hey, the chat. Hey, what up? What up, Carly? Go uh, subscribe to all her stuff. Go follow her on everywhere, like Koi does, obsessively watching her stuff every moment of the day. Yeah. Oh, she has a text me about so she's doing no, this shit with the helmet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Uh, I think they shot it on a soundstage and like it was a small set. I think you could I, I sneak honestly, him in. Like, yeah, I think it was oh, just yeah. a closed set. It was like five of them, and uh, I saw a picture of the wardrobe designer with him in the suit, and it's awesome to see the suit like with good lighting and everything else because they must have hidden all of that. So yeah, when I make that TikTok, that's even deeper cut of what I went through. I'm gonna post that picture because it's really beautiful. Because we saw this at an early screening where uh, Coy's best friends, as mentioned earlier, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they did say like, "Hey, you guys are like." the first people to see this so please mm. don't do any spoilers and i was like all right yeah i'm sure there's like a couple of cool things in here and, and, that happened. and i was I like lost my mind. there's a lot of things happening in this movie. Like these are crazy cameos <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool i also think some of the benefit of the movie being animated is it's not as scrutinized as the live action movies so there's less people like out there trying to scoop so i feel like this movie sure. being uh you know this 125 million dollar opening weekend surprised the same people yeah. that weren't spying on it like a marvel movie and i think that was a huge benefit it's very true well point. and too the whole thing Gotta is move. made in in you know big rooms with computers instead of like oh this actor was spotted here and oh there's a set over here and you know like yeah there's i think you can easily lock and key and also people probably have a little bit different of a kind of respect for the animators that's a thousand percent true okay damn v900 okay this is a good one really my this is a uh uh, a spectacular shout out everyone be quiet Super chat. Really, my number one criticism is Ben Riley being an avatar of the 90s. The comedy worked, but that fit Kane more to me with a character used like that. I did enjoy Ben Riley's appearance here. I'm not as much of an enthusiast as, say, him. Um, in fact, I'm a bit surprised that you seem very satisfied with how they handled him. I like where I felt like a lot of people were very let, even for me, who's like, I'm not married to any part about Ben Riley. Even to me, I'm like, I thought they'd do a little bit more with him. So, other than like a couple of like funny lines poking at him, I, I acknowledge the '90s are a tricky time for a lot of people. So I feel like he was much more digestible to the people that like knew him casually. And you're trying to make this movie for the audiences, not for people like me. That's the issue. Is these people that are upset about Ben Riley are the diehards, and I respect that you want like more of a a, a story about Ben Riley's journey. And I see the Kane parallel you're talking about here. Sure, but Kane is violent, and Ben Riley isn't. So I thought the anguish being more like emo and like going through that. Worked for the character. This is a guy who dyes his hair blonde, tries to start his own life, and goes through like PTSD moments about who he is. The linear way to tell that is the simple way they did here. I would love more Ben Riley. My theory on Ben Riley is he is an existential crisis of Peter Parker going through like a midlife crisis about responsibility. I don't know if we'll ever see that. I would love that. I know Tom Holland also loves the Clone Saga. Maybe one day. But for now, as an introduction to the character, I do think it worked. And I, I think it still gave love to the character, especially in the style and the art yeah. and everything else. You make sure to leave my brother's live stream every single time. Every time. All righty, John, yes. this one's for you. Throwing it to you, John. Ooh, Dr. Father figure. Here uh, we go. So the question is, John, back again, do you think because Miles stopped Spider-Man's Indi- Spider-Man India's canon event that comes back to bite them in beyond, maybe he's not as powerful? It absolutely could. I mean, they said they don't always save these dimensions as they are uh, you know, being ripped apart. Uh, so... 
I don't know, there could be some kind of last-ditch attempt to save it. I'm sure, uh, you know, Pravita is part of their little team at the end, so there would be cause to go back. But uh, I don't know. I feel like we will see it again because they need to resolve whether it gets destroyed or not, and I think that could lead to some pretty big emotion down the line. I, I, I mean, I don't know what it would do to Pavita if it does go away. Like, would it, you know, like he's then a, a spider out of time completely, so can they stabilize him forever? It, it brings up a lot of interesting questions. Well, that me. ties into my theory on why the Donald Glover cameo is amazing for 862 reasons, is that I think in the in the new universe, we have to acknowledge that Miles, our Miles, 1610 Miles, has to accept that things have to go wrong for good to happen. And I think that likewise, Spider-Man India is not going to have the responsibility. He's reckless in that universe. He's fun. He's joyous. But he doesn't have the captain dying to shape his responsibility. And I think that's going to be a factor. Absolutely. You guys are 100% correct. Laura Saya, <laughs> uh, Ben Riley is the Andy Samberg-voiced one. He's Scarlet Spider. He's got, like, the, the hoodie. Muscles. Yeah, the big muscles and the hoodie-looking thing, and he's uh, one of the three that goes to pursue Miles at the very end. This wall looks fine. Yeah. This wall looks fine. This is weird. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I like Across the Spider-Verse more than No Way Home, Disney fan. Thank you for always being here, my friend. Uh, let's see here. Chris Thomas, do you think in the third movie it will come out that Miguel is the anomaly? He's the only spider person that has to drink something to keep his powers. Ooh. Oh, yeah, he did inject Good, re- Good theory. Well, he's got vampire elements because of everything he's gone through physically and the world he lives in in Nueva York. But it would be very interesting if uh, the reason he hates Miles so much is he is another. So he sees himself in Miles and that causes the animosity. I hadn't even considered that. Like he's like out, like very projecting good theory. Yeah. Ah, he's the one that's a problem, and he's like fixing his own problems. <laughs> like he's like bandaging universes that he causes issues. Or maybe in. there's some type of thing about uh, you know too many. It's like a, it's like a Hancock thing. Oh yeah, there can't can have only be too one. many anomalies yeah. in one room. Yeah, yeah. He's too close he's cool, together. But not him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that, Good old Hancock reference. Those come up a lot. Dude, man, I'm always referencing Hancock. This is the pinnacle of superhero films. It's uh, underrated. Let it be known. <laughs> Moment of silence. <laughs> Moment of silence for Hancock. Uh, May Matai Orko. When Andrew Garfield, thank you so much, uh, saved MJ in No Way Home, did he technically disrupt a canon event? I guess not. I guess these canon events and things that are supposed to happen in TVA timelines, uh, uh, all those things. There's always they they, they constant time travel. They constantly create questions or like what is what is meant to happen and yeah. what is not meant to happen because this person actually did the thing that you're saying they're not supposed to do, but that's okay. It's a constant. Just go with the plot because they take <laughs> just, place in the same. Just go movie. with what they're giving you <laughs> because they take place yeah. in the same movie. I think it's that May's death is the uh, is the canon event for this, yeah. and the lack of Uncle Ben implies it's a different universe because of the Uncle Ben being an Aunt May uh, parallel. The Mary Jane character is uh, in most timelines supposed to be the one he ends up with. So I don't think she's a Gwen. Uh, stand in except for in the moment that you know the Green Goblin who's also not supposed to be there causes the moment so I could see it being like uh, you know an incident for a nod but not a canon event yeah yeah it would be interesting if you know when like in No Way Home when they brought like the other characters over if uh-huh. they implemented that glitch effect in the live action if shit like that happens oh, that'd be fun oh, dude go back that, that would be a way to I feel like there's a consistency that you can do with that you know what I mean George yeah. Lucas that in because 
Uh, Special edition, make it happen. Let's do it, man. The more fun edition. Yeah, exactly. Well, Will just said right there. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. The other Peters don't glitch when they're in No Way Home. And so yeah. if they did implement that, aha, I was ahead of the chat for once. <laughs> Miguel okay. does need the blade serum. Hell yeah. Chris uh, Thomas. No, Frank DX. My bad. Frank DX, thank you. The story, plot, pace, and the characters, the animation is what makes this movie so good. You can't even decide who's right, Miguel or Miles. I don't know. Round two, twoing it. That is what makes. Huh? Round two tonight, I think you said. Oh, no, round two, twoing it. Yeah, okay. round two, twoing it. Yep. My favorite Ra- it's, it's Pixar the sequel movie. to Ratatouille. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Ratatouille. Yeah. Round two, <laughs> Yeah, that was. I, I love a solid debate, especially in a sci fi scenario of what would you do? It's. You can create a great debate over something that is very relatable, uh, that's very realistic. This is a very heightened science fiction scenario here. And that's why I constantly go back to, you know, one of the most best scripted debates. Totally bad language there. One of the best scripted debates ever in cinema to me is the scene with Dr. Hammond and um, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park of whether or not they should have created the dinosaurs. That is one of the best debates because this is a totally science fiction scenario and it puts you in the seat of, yeah, whose side am I on here? It's a big ethical debate. And that is exactly what I found they did here as well. Like, of course, I'm invested in Miles, and of course, I would want Jefferson to live, but maybe Miguel has a point. I think that is one of the best things about That's one of the things that puts this above into the Spider-Verse for me, is mm-hmm. creating that complexity that makes you have to choose. And then even ending on a note of... I don't know. Is Miles being selfish? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and the ethical <laughs> conundrum of both: we know this will happen to this guy. What do we do? And then that thing of yeah, like if you had no idea. Yeah, it's like the very fact that you gain the knowledge screws up everything. Because then, yeah, like do yeah. I do I just let this go or do I intervene? Because now I have to because I know about it. And I love the weight of the. You know, it's already so much to bear for a Spider-Man when they lose a, a captain or they lose an uncle. Mm-hmm. But there are some of these characters, like Gwen, who's just waiting for her dad to die. Like, that, what that puts on a character. That, that is one of the things that I feel like makes this movie so much darker, too, yeah. is... Yeah, I know my dad's going to die, and I'm kind of just waiting for it to happen because he's Parker supposed being to like, happen. This is how it has to be. Well, yeah. what happens now that he's quit... Because do, do, does that universe Ooh. just avoid this entire? Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like there's something right. to that. Well, there was there's... nothing happening, like how it happened in Spider-Man India. Yeah, well. there's no cascading, yeah. Yeah. you know, end of implosion. Yeah. yeah, but it seems like it happens naturally in her universe. So I feel like that could be a, a detail that is part of the resolve sure. of Beyond in some way. All right, here we go. Frank uh, DX also saying, guys, by the way, when are you guys watching The Flash? We don't know. No, I We're the only ones on the who haven't internet. gotten to see The it's, Flash. It's really, yeah, it's exhausting. Andy Muschietti subscribes to I some of this. I looked it up, Hook it up when boy. I was trying to, I've, I've emailed so, I've, I've gotten so many, I've so many emails. And half sure. the people in our and lane. And I, I even tried doing the whole like, hey, I actually did the math. And then we have the biggest trailer reactions to the movie. Look. Uh, and, and Andy Muschietti even followed us on Instagram. I'm like, oh, come on. And still, we're not invited. I toured with Shazam across many states. Oh, here we go. Congratulations. Oh, no, no, I, oh good oh, for you. Zach, oh, da, 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 that's da, what you want to do, brag about Zachary. And Zachary I emailed the same team and didn't hear back. I was saying I tried to go with like, hey, here, I've helped. Let me help again. And no. Thanks, Brian Alexander. He respects me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I oh, respect I some real Andrew Tate mentality right there. Oh, oh he likes you me. Wanna, you want some pizza, Batman Koi? likes me. You want a pizza? Yeah, that's Batman's right. a fascist. I want, I want pizza. Was that right. I compared to Andrew Tate. Why? 
I don't know. It just felt like the thing that came to right. my mind because I was listening to the BBC thing yesterday. I, I was making a thumbnail. Sex traffic. Uh, so, but that's not. That's not, he that what pizza? Yeah, pizza shit. It's like a fucking monster. What are you talking about? Entertain. He's the motivational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> garbage. Uh, you know, uh, garbage people can have some good philosophies, though. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, should we separate the art from the artist? <laughs> what art? <laughs> what art? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying... That is what? a solid point, Troy. <laughs> I'm pulling my mind what right now, Court. RMA trauma. Do you think Into the Spider-Verse would be better with just... go Right? Am I reading that right? Gwen, Peter, and Milo. You no, know, Into the Spider-Verse? Is yeah. that what that's Yeah. Yes. I feel like there should be like a V there. Um... With just oh, yeah. Gwen, Peter, and Miles. Gwen Spider Pig Noir and anime really hurt the movie for me, and I'm curious what you think. I don't think they hurt the movie at all. I thought they Man, really, I love those characters. I thought they really elevated it. I, I also, mean, yeah. Gwen, Peter, and Miles would be fun, but I feel like part of the point is to have all those other characters. Although John Mulaney did come out and say that portraying Spider Pig is what did get him down the rabbit hole of becoming a drug addict. That's true. What? Oh, <laughs> it's all this. Why everything was going fine until I stepped into that damn booth, man? Why did I decide to be an animated pig? It ruined my life. <laughs> Richard uh. Lloyd, we're gonna end this stream soon, so I'm gonna abuse this. Spectacular, spectacular. Ah, super yeah. chat. Thank I'm not you gonna for take it easy on Koi. Someone needs to bring him down a notch. It's a little super lemon, man. It's okay, Koi. I'm anyway, here. We're, I'm here uh, oh my god, I haven't been up- updating this properly. Richard yes. Lloyd, super yes. bask in your failure. <laughs> Winston <laughs> Jarl four three four two. Okay, yeah, I need to turn off the super chats. I mean, Last no, no, chance. no. I'm gonna just turn off um, being able to submit super chats right now. We're just gonna never read them again. So you guys got like five seconds to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there goes the slider. There goes the slider. Boom. Oh. If you continue, your fans will no longer see super chats as a person's option. And you'll no longer earn revenue from it. I understand the implications. Do you understand oh, the implications of these implications. What a great language. It's so aggressive. Uh, but you can still send super stickers if you want to. Yeah. Send a $200 super sticker. Those are the implications. And we will play the, the sound effect like five times. Crank then. it up. Yeah. <laughs> it was at 200% volume. Ah! Those stickers feel like. Get back to, you know. Get back. Get back. Koi is just White Lewis. <laughs> you are White Lewis. Oh my God. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I love that. That is hilarious. You Isn't are it? the White Pena. I will just catch up on lots of lore. Bye, Disney fan. Winsome Jarl4342. Do you guys think 90 Spidey voiced by Christopher Daniel Barnes will make a cameo in Beyond? I do. I think he and Silk I thought he in. already made a cameo. No. He's not in it yet. And they I, said they have more spider man Oh, my God. Then they totally have to do it. Yeah, he comes in. I think Silk comes in. I think there are certain characters they're oh saving. Oh, my God. Film. Yeah. What about uh, the ultimate Spider-Man? From uh, the, the animated? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that'd be an also interesting conversation because in that universe, Donald Glover is Spider-Man, which ties into my, again, third movie's idea. When is Italian Spider-Man That's what they they got it. They got to hop into, like, the actual movies. Yeah. From those back then. Yeah, do that thing they used to do where they insert, like, you know, yeah, insert the characters into that old footage. I think that would be amazing. There's also a live-action Spider-Man model from, like, the cover of an amazing Spider-Man, like, 176 or something. I'd love to see if there's, like, the guys in it, like, just as a still. 
Wampa, like they did funny. the 60s swing in. That yeah, would I'd be funny. That. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wampa, if we use the voice modulator, everyone will be modulated. Mike 2021. Thank you, my friend. Am I the only one? What are you doing, John? Nothing. <laughs> the voice modulator I'm on. just looking at the modulators to see what our options are. <laughs> Am I the only one who wants a Lego Spider-Man movie now? I can see it. Focusing on the comedy like Lego Batman, I think it would be awesome. Can you imagine if Lord and Miller did a Lego Spider-Man movie all of a sudden? I mean, wow. it would be. I was trying to think of how to describe this tone it. to people who hadn't seen it, and I'm like, it, it, it does feel like uh, the Lego Batman. Uh, it felt, oh, it, Damn, I forgot what the other movie was, but yeah, it definitely has that Lego movie spirit to it and would lend itself easily. I'm going to look up the box office for uh, Across the Spider-Verse. I, I don't know how much it's made. It's doing great, dude. It's tracking at like 113 opening weekend, which is insane. Boogie. Let's see what Variety has to say. They're great. Everyone likes Variety. Everyone loves Variety. 51 million opening on opening day, day. Which is bigger than Mario. Damn. And Mario did okay. I know. And <laughs> Mario is... It's the second coming of cinema. That's true. I mean, he's such a big character. The first one got an Oscar. It's got great word of mouth. I think it's going to have legs. I think even with if Flash coming out in two weeks, it's, it's a different enough market. I think this movie is going to be huge. Can you imagine and it if the Flash it. doesn't knock it out of first place? I think Flash uh, is uh, trekking uh, lower than uh, they expect. Uh, uh, I think uh, it'll get first place, but I think it won't be as big of a margin. Yes. Guys from King's Highway, thank you so much. Didn't like Spider-Verse 2 the first time, but rewatched it and really liked it. I am in awe of Oh, wish life was on like that. That is a great point. You know how people have said that they, um, you know, went into a state of depression, um, contemplated life because they saw Avatar and they wished their world was really like that. I had never had a feeling like that with Avatar, not even come remotely close. I actually had that feeling. I wouldn't like come out depressed. I did come out. I, I would watch it going, wow. I, I wish I could live in this world a little bit. I wish I could be in that world. Uh, mm-hmm. Spider, the Spider Verse, this one specifically did that for me. I caught my surgeon. No, I'd just love to be, yeah, experience a, a, a moment of life rendered through that art. Are nope. we still on the voiceover thing, John? No, yeah. it's us. We're here. Nope. Uh, the thing the no, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to hear it if if John changed it. We heard no. it every other time, though. I I, no. I I can guarantee you, we are normal right now. Um, because I mean, this is a minute behind that. That was when it was just everyone saying. No, I, I I did it for a very specific. It's not on. I can see it. Uh, so uh, that we'll see. Now I'm back. <laughs> 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 anyway, but yeah, so guys, many. I just had to uh, run something by. I, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your input, Daddy. I do want to say that I think the leap in animation from anything to Spider Verse was somehow matched in the leap from into to this because we've seen Puss in Boots, as mentioned. We've seen uh, I haven't seen Puss in Boots. Oh, it's so good. The, we've seen the Turtles trailer. Like we've seen animation styles mirror the first one. I think this leap is the first time. Like Avatar, I thought was beautiful, but it didn't make me um, as emotional as this. There was actually a moment I found myself crying watching the Spider Gwen footage, and I didn't. It wasn't tied to story. It was actually like beauty and that's only happened to me twice in life it was the grand canyon and the cliffs of more like two things that are in real life so staggeringly beautiful it caused me to emote unwillingly and and this was like the third this really affected me so the 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 spider gwen universe was so beautiful it like caused involuntary emotion and emote gasm yeah Yeah. it was wonderful that's beautiful koi sat with a big smile on his face during schindler's list in 12 years a slave but cried all throughout across (laughs) the spider transported she never seen schindler's list 
Oh, yeah. Which would be a great watch along, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah people, just... people will love nonstop talking coy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Spot all the Easter eggs in there. Yeah. List. Oh, Liam Neeson's <laughs> in this. Oh, my God. And you would give the best rant afterwards. Dude, it puts it in this of Hitler in it. <laughs> I, I would so love your reaction just to watch the rant that follows it. <laughs> Just watch you verbally punch Nazis for 20 minutes oh, afterwards. Man. I need to watch uh, Sisu for verbally uh, punching Nazis. I missed right. that Here we go. Here we go. John, uh, yeah, I saw Sisu. That's, did you? Was, yeah, I did a reaction to it. Sisu got a reaction with Roxy. Killing Nazis. So I was oh, like, yeah, I'm bringing the Jew girl on. Oh. What? Scroll down a little bit so the people Why? can see the one we're about to read. It's, I mean, it's right it's there. guy from King's Highway. <laughs> we just read that. Oh, really? With the foe? Didn't we just read that with uh, the foe? Wait, guy didn't like Spider Verse rewatch it? Was and then that's when I went to the whole Avatar like, spiel. And I and like, it's because you were, it's because you were focused on the fucking buttons, John. It's because of the buttons, John. <laughs> Copy that, Johnny Cash. <laughs> I have been thoroughly straightened <laughs> out. Now I want. When foe. you drink too much and it hurts when you vomit, I wonder if that's how it feels when they glitch. Ooh, I maybe. keep a close watch <laughs> on, on this, this heart of, of mine. On this glitch of mine. Uh, I, <laughs> I like the idea of like spiders <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I think you're talking I about like the. I keep the webs out for the tide that binds. <laughs> anyway, uh, I like the idea of the spins. because you're my <laughs> <laughs> feeling like the spider verse. I fought the rhyme. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the spins is very much like what I imagine this feels like when you drink so much that you're like near blackout, like the brownout plus spins. I, I think that parallel looks fair. Yeah, fair enough. Christian, Christian, unpronounceable. I hate you, people. Goodbye. That's a callback to an hour ago. Yeah, oh, you do it. But I appreciate you, Christian. For that <laughs> Thank you, Christian. Appreciate you just the same. Trash boat. All right, here we go, people. Nothing. I didn't do a thing. You didn't so see. There's no video evidence job. or anything. That's terrible. It's not what it's for. John, I like comedy, but I don't like being made a fool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't understand what being... I read the wrong one. <laughs> Spider-Man's always been my favorite superhero. I'm 20 now, and I love this film. I'm white. I'm a man. <laughs> Oh, this is where we're talking about woke stuff. I don't think so. I feel like he's just contributing this he's information. Just us know the data. And nothing about this film bothered me. We are all people and should accept each other. Trash boat. But you, you spelled accept with an EXC. So I, I feel like I accept all like so. everyone's some accepted. Shit to dish out. I accept him accepting us. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know what's going on. I appreciate. <laughs> no, I'm just happy the trash boat is proven uh, against I'm happy their he's name. A white man, trash boat is not. Let, let me know. You are the furthest thing from it. You're like a yacht. You're not a trash boat at all, and that's the fun of your name. <laughs> I just love the way that sounds. It sounds like a weird white savior super. <laughs> I'm a white man, and nothing about this bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's trying to say like. I know that's not at all what you're saying. <laughs> I just find it. <laughs> I feel like it's just funny in a, you know, my stupid brain. <laughs> That's my brain <laughs> making a joke. I am here as a white man. I'm a white man, and I approve <laughs> the inclusion and diversity in this film. That's how every real redux video featuring Koi or I will start. <laughs> That's how we do all our DC animated intros. Yeah, prefacing. White man approved. <laughs> 
super chat. You guys don't understand what being woke means. Oh, here we go. It's when the narrative canon is changed for political agenda. That's this not movie, what it means. This movie has no political agenda in its narrative. I think he's a supporter. Sure. I think he's actually, this is a time when you go, wait a minute, we don't need to just argue. Let's see. Sure. He gave twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what it means. Sure, How sure, do we we'll assess listen. this? We'll see what you got to say. <laughs> Spider Punk is canon, <laughs> and it's played for laughs. Yeah, um, I, I think some people are getting confused on what we're trying to say about like what we're specifically making fun of. So there's something coming down to our communication on it. And, I feel know, like we're making fun of people that don't know what woke means. And that is well, awareness. Not, it's, and it's not like just anytime you say the word a, a powder keg it's, ignites. It's not. It's not just that. It, okay. we're, we're, we're we're making fun of what people who say what woke is, and then don't realize that the things they often complain about are actually in this movie as well, yeah. and just don't see it because a lot of the time it doesn't even come down to. They're not even complaining about the usage of context. They're just complaining about the fact that the context is there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm saying the context is here. They have flat out. It's it's pretty cl- clearer than most movies that they complain about, and that's what we were kind of making fun of. So yeah, I don't I don't feel like this movie sacrifices narrative canon for political agenda. Nor do I feel like a lot of the movies that they complain about do. That's kind of what I'm. I, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying is that it's not changed for political agenda. It just is aware of the world and is speaking for people. It's like people see the the Miss Marvel trailer, and the, somehow they've talked it up to this is a big political agenda movie. Well, it was like when I said that uh, before the trailer even dropped for Captain Marvel, in 14 hours, a very weak willed man are going to have a problem. <laughs> Can't understand what Spider Man is saying after time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I thought it was very clear. Maybe, and I think they straddle sound. the line with Spider Punk yeah. in a sense that like it is funny. Woke a lot of the new woke. a lot of his uh, <laughs> points of view are played with humor, but I don't think they're played as just solely jokes. Yeah, you know, like they're true to him, and I don't think the movie belittles that. Yeah, I'm not a role model. I've been a runway model. Like there's <laughs> jokes in it, but there's also an awareness of his stance. But yeah, I yeah. think this person's uh, saying what we're saying, but I, I don't think it's as clear cut as it's like word... when Loki said he's by like when it when it pretty much made it clear he's bisexual in the show. Yeah. of Loki, this one line that had no effect hmm. on literally anything <laughs> in the movie, <laughs> and there were people who were like identity, but like. YouTubers making videos about it. Were there? Identity politics, Disney's agenda. <laughs> One line. It tracks from And I'm like, character. there's like at least 10 lines in this movie. Yeah. So, yes. so that's that's my point. I'm not saying they should be upset. I'm not saying. I just think it's funny that they come out and say there's nothing in here. <laughs> that, that's the part that's so funny to that me. Is, or uh, something like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the same way how we... that. Like, this is totally unwoke. And I'm like, this whole movie has very... Yeah. And more movies than ever, anyone gives them credit for all have agendas and politics it's, within them, whether you like it or not. It's just a very apparent what side of what woke thing is being front and center is the thing that upsets them. Sure. Which yeah. usually involves race swapping or female lead. Mm. Right, that's usually what it is, or 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 any like overtly homosexual anything that's uh, male oriented. Certainly, well, yeah, man. <laughs> man who identifies as bisexual, you know, I totally I hate seeing my I hate it reminds me of me. 
Not my Star Wars. I'm just Wars, saying, if you're, I don't if you're complaining about screen. gay kissing on screen, then we <laughs> shouldn't have anybody kiss on screen. That's all I'm saying. Uh, where are all the gay folks out here like, get these hetero kisses out of my face? <laughs> Tyrone's definitely obsessed about wokeness. Yeah. It's hilarious. I feel like uh, you just wind it's yourself. Half his reviews are, are when <laughs> movies are I'm so glad I'm not on movies YouTube. Movies are. I just make YouTube because, man, YouTube sounds like the worst place. Husker for Life 109. Koi is just white Louis. Ah, yeah, that's right. I love it dearly. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my God. I totally skipped one. I'm so sorry. How could I have skipped the most important one? Bring oh, it back. No. Watching yeah. Spectacular Spider-Man constantly as a kid and finally see him on the big screen made my life complete. They gave him like a real scene. A beautiful, that line was so impactful and wonderful. It was a real it. scene. Yeah, they like featured him with like a full-on angle. I wasn't even sure if Yuri talked. Yeah, that was so quick and they gave him a speech bubble. They gave him a, yeah. a text bubble, which made me happy though. But yeah, no, they gave a full-on like Spectacular Spider-Man love moment. I honestly think uh, Spider-Man Insomniac comes in the third one more, I hope. That would be cool. <laughs> It'll be a full-on character, and then they'll they got to get both designs though. That's what I'm saying. There's I, a whole multiversal conversation to have about the change in Peter's design. Oh, that'd be so much fun if they have both Yuri voicing himself, and then make Clone Saga jokes at like the different Spider-Man yeah. Insomniac games, and then bring in the Spider-Man meme, yes. like the poorly drawn, True. like uh, like they did with Sanic. Oh, I would love that. I love hearing it. Slipknot to Kayshawn, big fan from Philly. Been a fan since 2016. What? Love you. Wow. Love to Philly. Oh, gee. Really? Shazam. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, I would love to go to Philadelphia. Rocky. Never been either. That seems like a great place. Never been. I've had a cheesesteak once, though. I want to see I want to see the Rocky Balboa statue. I want to see the Bell. Sylvester Stallone does not have the rights to. Oh. Oh. That's interesting. He doesn't get royalties from the existence of his statue? <laughs> I don't know. Strike. Statue strike. Michael Hobson. I want everyone to know that I was joking about the, the gay thing. I don't know if the internet understands subtext. I I love gay people for a reason. Well, I've tried I've tried doing things with Koi many times. True. <laughs> Koi refuses. I value our friendship too much. Yeah, I won't cross the boundary. He's like, like, Greg, we work together. We're best friends. Never know, man. That third level Say, is Say, quit too being much. a pussy and take it out. Well, yeah, <laughs> and everybody knows that, like, if you're married, you have a wife or whatever, you still have one slot open for a, a dude. A know? literal slot, yeah, in this case. Yeah. You can't have any more ladies, but you can have one dude. It's not acceptable, you know? It's, it's like, you're like, oh, we half my wife hooked up with another girl. A lot of women don't say that about their husbands hooking <laughs> up with another guy. <laughs> Stay woke. If you there are those. Your you just significant, don't hear it as often. If you yeah. want to watch your significant male other hook up with another guy, then comment. <laughs> That's an interesting. I just want to know what what percentage of the chat is in that vibe. You guys put some. Uh, what are those? What are those? What's the purple symbol? The the squash. The oh, the eggplant. Eggplant. Yeah, yeah throw eggplants eggplant, in the chat. Splashies. Yeah, some little drips. Koi needs to accept. I was wondering how long that would take. Now I'm the monster. If you weren't homophobic, you see my stand-up, you Greg. Totally you know, you know where it. I stand. <laughs> oh, I know a lot of things about you after your stand-up. I never <laughs> thought I would ever hear. I saw a whole new side of you that day. <laughs> it was good. It was illuminating. That was the raunchiest stand-up show across multiple sets. I've yeah, what been the to hell? In a while. Was, it's why was, I'm not invited to New York. Christian cut me from New York. 
that's why? Yeah, it, was too, it doesn't fit the tone that he's trying to go for. I literally got like too risque stand-up. That's I got, so I got canceled. hard. 90% of you guys would not Coy stop sold. talking. Too like, strong. Coin like watch these YouTubers do stand-up from the Christian Harloff channel, and I'm like, half of them are just talking about sex the whole time. I do love sex. Ah, uh, now we're demonetized. Sexuality you said it first. I only said it after you said it. It's a human phenomenon, and it's a beautiful, <laughs> strange thing. Michael <laughs> Hobson, what point in the, in the live stream is this? <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Two hours and 50 you. minutes. Thank you, Michael yeah, Hobson. Uh, do you think we will get the ultimate Spider-Man and that version of Miles Morales in Across the Spider-Verse Part 2? Yes. Definitely. What if we just didn't get that Miles Prowler? He's just, Donald Glover doesn't come back, but he's animated as Miles. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like they struck a live action. No, I think I think we're going to have a lot of different uh, ones of that. I think we're going to see Ultimate Spider-Man maybe talk to uh, Earth 1610's yeah. uh, Miles. And I think it'll be an interesting, like, you know, it, Donald Glover plays both Prowler and Ultimate Spider-Man as a means of, like, accepting that you have to look because because donald glover's ultimate spider-man had to accept loss because his parent uh, there's loss so i think maybe donald glover is the mentor to uh shameek moore's miles in beyond the spider-verse oh what if that miles prowler is really not bad that'd be interesting because i mean in the comic books hobie brown okay so in in peter parker's universe uh the 616 universe prowler is hobie brown uh, Hobie Brown, there's a completely different Prowler who is a guy that turns to crime out of like having to out of necessity. You may notice that Spider Punk is Hobie Brown. So there's actually a Hobie Brown Prowler and a Hobie Brown Spider Punk. So it stands to reason that there are Prowlers who are good. True. Cool. All right. We're going to knock this out. Rhodes of, uh, nope. Michael Hop. Yep. Did that. Rhodes of Teal. I love the movie. Did we really talk about the comparison of What If Doctor Strange episode to the movie? Um, no. I don't know why that would come up, but I mean, sure. I, yeah, I think that that would be cool though if they did get what if Doctor Strange to be the in the dark Spider-Verse. Doctor Strange if that would actually get him. work yeah. in this animation. That would be amazing and it would like work better than the movie tried to have a dark, but it wasn't him. Yeah, I would love for Blind right. Wave to c- collab with them, but yeah, that would be incredible. Oh yeah, those guys are great. Yeah, that I, and that would actually work, work beautifully because because we did get an alternate evil Strange. That would allow that pat that would that would actually patch up the multiverse plot hole the same way it patched up the Morbius yeah. plot hole. I love that. Great idea. Do it. It's all about patching up plot holes. That's what we use it all for these days. <laughs> Retroactive spackle out. <laughs> I love Haley Steinfeld. I think she's, she's an delight. absolute gem. Absolute gem. Peach of a school. Just got uh done. Thank you, Oz Chim Chimp. Just got done. Watching the movie, and I love it. As much as Miguel is right, he definitely went too hard on Miles. Yeah. Really, it's just his communication issues. Miguel needs to be a better communicator. I love that people see Miguel is right and Miles is right, because that's a real, like we talked about with sci-fi, a real, like, answer. But also, uh, he, that's his character. It makes sense what he's went through that it'd be that way, and, like, how we wouldn't respect that he has to do this horrible thing. He feels like no one else is responsible but me. He even says, like, I'm the only one fixing it. He has a whole spider society yeah. helping him, but he's like, no, it's just me. So I think it was perfect. It's pretty cool that Oscar Isaac is our Moon Knight and also one of our Spider-Men now. Yeah. And Apocalypse, guys. Yeah. Redemption <laughs> for Oscar Isaac. You guys can't see, but I just lowered John's mic. <laughs> so many things about Nevermind. Miguel is racially motivated. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, Port- <laughs> no Puerto Ricans in my Spider-Verse. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. We got a 20. Oh. 
super chat. James Wheeler. Hello, Greg, John, and Coy. Just got out of the movie, and I believe is my favorite movie of the year. It may be my favorite comic book movie ever. Also, Coy, fellow masshole here, Franklin Mass. Franklin Mass, K. That's good to hear. Yeah, uh, I I, I think it might be one of the best comic book movies of all time. I mean, if this ends up being... My my hope is this, though, is because it's one of those things where beyond the Spider-Verse, God forbid, and the likelihood of this happening, very low... Is that if Beyond the Spider Verse just happen to suck, it could actually affect the view, the, the way you reflect on uh, across. You know, when like a bad sequel yeah. comes out and it kind of affects your experience of the prior installment. That's the one part of Beyond the Spider Verse I'm concerned about doing is affecting it. A lot of times, it it a lot of times that can't that might not be the effect, but especially when it is such a part two of a trilogy. You know what I mean? Where it's like obviously the story won't be complete unless we get to part three. It's not just like I'm trying to think Infinity about it. War. Endgame, it's like Infinity Terminator Wars. Three doesn't affect Terminator Two for me, right? Right. You know, because but if yeah. Endgame had been bad, how that would diminish Infinity? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so it, the, Beyond the Spider Verse does happen to have that potential of doing that, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it it's might be my favorite comic book movie too, which is just staggering of all time of all time. I can't think of a movie that I got such a, this medium is the only way to tell it. This tells all the things in the story. The villains are wow. just as good as the heroes. Like, this might be my number one, period. Wow. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think Miles' relationship with Peter? Thank you, Carson LaThumb. Miles' relationship with Peter B. and Gwen are going to be affected by their actions in this movie into the third movie. I think uh, Peter B.'s kid is going to die terribly going to have a tragic death. It's going to be the most violent, first R-rated Spider-Man movie we've ever gotten. Um, I thought Peter B. Parker... You know what's funny? I didn't miss Peter B. Parker at all. And he showed up, I was like, oh yeah, Peter B. Parker. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I remember the first time watching the Spider-Verse movie it has something to do with the marketing and just being new with Miles that I was like waiting for him to show up. Sure. But this time around, I didn't even have him on my mind. And then he then he shows up. It's yeah. incredible how the last five years have made Miles maybe the biggest legacy character of all time. And yeah. I'm, I'm including other Green Lanterns. I'm including, hell, even like Nightwing. Like there are legacy characters. Then there's Miles Morales. Like yes. he, he, to so many people, is Spider-Man. And I think that's so beautiful. I think they've really done something special with the character. I think he's a very irresponsible dad, though. Uh, oh, sorry about Miles. But yes, no, Peter B. Parker is, uh, I mean... Good luck. Yeah, Mary he Jane. literally assures her he's not going to take the baby out. Lies. And then he's like, I'm just taking this baby liar. out. Yeah. I hope the next movie he's getting it. I hope the three movies he's having this like off screen relationship <laughs> with Mary Jane. He's not with her. <laughs> he gets back with her as a kid. And the next movie, he has a divorce for being a terrible, neglectful dad. She's <laughs> restraining order for yeah. both her and the baby. And she helped doing the divorce. They're like all in court. Yeah. But he was funny in this film again. Daredevil represents Mary Jane. Dude, Spider Court. Stacy's mom has got a cannon going, going on. on. You, you talked over my cannon going online. You got it. <laughs> I was just harmonizing with you. You were the lead. You were the main part of the melody, G. It's so good. So we've hit, money. We hit the three-hour mark in the stream, and so we've so lost money, all. Baby. Super chat. <laughs> yeah, Koi. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Say that again Sorry, in, 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 in 180 <laughs> Shut seconds. Shut up, <laughs> 240 seconds. Stacey's mom. Canon event rules shouldn't apply to Miles when he's an anomaly. Plus, it was never meant to be Spider-Man. Loophole makes Miles even more unique than he already is. That's very true. I, unfortunately, Whoa. we have covered this topic quite a lot. Um, but, yeah, that, I agree with you. <laughs> That's what yeah. I got. And you have a great name. 
Well, and I think that also works too, because even if yeah, even if the canon events shouldn't apply to him, he still is like this anomaly with great potential to disturb the balance. I think they should make Donald Glover Prowler in the MCU. I'd love that. Spider Man cool. Four needs a street level villain. I think having someone with like that power set would work. And they say there's in storage to go back to their home universes so we did cover this on your stream lab whale watchers media do you guys think that inheritors will get used uh, we did talk about it quite extensively i hate being one of those kind of streamers but we did we're like but we did talk about it in depth and of course we got well, it we, and we talked about it to you so. yeah that's true so we did just technically answer your question Stop yelling at us in the comments. Appreciate the redundancy. You might have already left and been like, they took too long to get to my question. Hopefully I'll come back it. to the stream later and see when they answer. <laughs> That's, that happens a lot. Crooked. Thank you, Crooked. Rewatch first movie. And it still hits a little harder for me than this one did. Maybe I got to see it again. Did it in a spot. New favorite villain. Well, you know, like the first movie, one of the best parts of that film, that core dynamic of Peter B. Parker and Miles is obviously a missing element in this film. But this is such a different movie. But there is such a unique, like, charm and, and such a surprise to seeing this version of Peter Parker, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's such a specific Peter Parker. And... It was so you don't you and and there's also the wow surprise factor of doing such a thing that is of course missing, um, but you can't repeat that you can't so they did something else different and uh, I I like what they did that was different you know yeah and uh, Malik Curry it's pronounced Malik I think I got it pretty close so stop yelling at me <laughs> thank you Never Malik forget now and oh yeah oh and uh, didn't know spot new favorite villain I don't want to call my favorite yet but you know we'll see how he progresses great source terrific though yeah. Love you, Malik. Thank you. Malik. And Busy Brown, back at it to yell at everyone, including me. <laughs> My very first super chat. Rejoice, rejects. Yay! Multiple sounds. Connor Burroughs. If you three had a spider team like Gwen, who would be in it? Oh, my God. Uh, Tyrone Magnus. <laughs> Geeks and Gamers. <laughs> And uh, Andrew Tate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'll take the quartering. <laughs> I'll take, uh, yeah, who else is yelling out there? I mean, I'll take Alex Jones on my team. Oh, my God. Alex Jones. Yeah. yeah. Definitely got to get Alex Jones on the team. Throw some Joe Rogan on there. Yeah. Right? The Joe Rogan. Yeah, Perfect. Sprinkle some Joe Rogan stuff. Yeah. What about you? Uh, you know, I'm going to go uh, Bill Burr. Uh, Not making it fun. A little bit of, a little bit of. <laughs> We can bring back anyone. I got Heath Ledger on there. Oh my god! Uh, and then uh, Ben Riley. See how it is. Nah. Then Don't I can keep Ben Riley though. Yeah, I take him. I All steal right. him. All Whatever. Right, He's my guy. I'll hang out with you because you got Ben Riley. Yeah. <laughs> my muscles. So well defined. Oh my so god! Well we got to the last one right at the three-hour mark. We did it oh. here. And Craven the Hunter is the next one to continue Sony's. Great films and then okay <laughs> film legacy. Yes. Hey, man, they had a, a Craven in the movie, and I, for a second I thought they were going to give us Laura Aaron Taylor. But oh, no. my God. We are not done. We got two more to do. Yes. Coy. Home stretch. Home stretch. We don't end a stream unless we do Everyone. them all. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Juan Ibar. He's saying, hey, real rejects. My phone. My foot is a microphone now. <laughs> 
I really appreciate all the fun content you all put out. Love the hours of entertainment you provide, like grade A comedy, like my foot is my microphone. Coy, you've mentioned Smooth 2099 is your favorite Spider-Man. Can you share some of your favorite comic runs? I want to clarify. Go, Coy. He's, he's not my favorite. <laughs> he is a favorite Spider-Man. He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite's Ultimate Spider-Man, I believe. From the comic. I can't keep up with uh, this. That's fair. It's a big bit. Uh. Uh, but uh, Spider-Man 299, go back and read the uh, the Rick Leonardi run. Rick Leonardi is the artist they modeled the Spider-Man after in this movie as well. Uh, yep, he's uh, the fifth turtle. Uh, Rick <laughs> Leonardi, he's Leonardo's cousin. Uh, but Rick Leonardi is the artist that did the style they modeled it after. It starts in 1992. It's actually the first of the 2099 imprints. You can get a collection of them. You can read the whole first arc at once, and they're very, very fun, but very, very 90s, so be prepared for that. I think they improved on him in the movie. Hells yeah. Maybe. Well done. That's, 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 my, that's my plug. You got it. Cool. There it is. There's also a great crossover of Spider-Man from the comics in 2099, and uh, like a time travel thing against Vulture 2099. You might dig because it's very multiversal. Oh, Pinoy Pride! Bye. 6 a.m. Get some sleep. You just gave me an idea for a shirt. They come to me like Jesus, Jaden Stevens, or like God going to Mary saying, "Have Jesus." Hey guys, it's my first time donating. Hey, thank you so much. We got a thing blocking you here. John, John, how do I get rid of this K? I'm not. <laughs> I think it's an oh, ad. I know. I did it. It's a, I did it. Don't worry. There Greg, we go. Greg solved it. Drag it. There it I is. I saved. All right. Please. Hey, guys. My first time donating. Turn it down. Hold on. It's done. I just want to thank you all for what you guys do. It's say Spider Funk was my favorite. Fun rewatch. These, these streams always go off the rails. <laughs> they, That's, they always start off with what happened in this movie. I got to remember. I want to be sharp. I want to get good opinions. And then, and then three hours then, in. Then, then like an and hour and happiness like, sets in. Oh, fuck like, it. This stream means nothing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Miles did some shit and it was good. <laughs> A fun rewatch. I think he was trying to warn Miles and keep him away from Spider HQ before they got there. Curious on your thoughts. Yeah, he made it really clear when he was like tearing down the things. And not only was that a visual metaphor for tearing down the establishment, but he also said a really clear line to that point being that make sure you know who you're fighting with before you enlist. Make sure you and know the war before you enlist. Exactly. Huh? So I think that line was uh, pretty indicative of what was going on. And then I love that at the end, he knew that Spider-Gwen would eventually be the one to help him out. So I, I love that Spider-Punk, though an anarchist, was a good judge of character. And they made him a more nuanced character by having me more than just an anarchist. He was an anarchist with heart. Well, and, that, he's and, and those anarchist tendencies help at a crucial point when a real injustice seems to be being rendered. Yeah, like, aren't so, we the good guys? Yeah, and I and I like that. Yeah, you have the like little moment of Jessica Drew being like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of getting to me." But you got Spider Punk who's like already on that wave. Exactly. Yeah, and and hey, shouts out and love for Jessica Drew. We haven't mentioned her at all, but. Uh, I, I like these are racist. Well, no uh, one's really talking about her. I noticed. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I feel like she'll be more of a talking point in the next movie. Yeah, especially yeah. when we see whoever her dad is, and then the man takes over. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's the sex of the baby? <laughs> Gotta know. Yeah, uh, we haven't. Um, yeah, we, no one's really talked about uh, Jessica Drew. Dude, uh, start start chat. What do you got? Gonna, wait, she's also going to be in um in uh. There's a live action Jessica Drew, I believe, in Madam Web. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think that's going to be relevant. And one of my favorite comic arcs is a mother Jessica Drew, like as a single mom. Uh, you actually don't meet the dad, 
and uh, Porcupine, who does cameo in this movie as the guy that Spider-Man jumps off the train to just kick into the uh, into the ether, he reforms and becomes a good guy, and he's actually the babysitter for Jessica Drew's baby. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a fun little cameo for comic fans. Well, so guys, um, I thought this was a great stream. I feel like Koi really did a great job today. You killed it, Koi. John, I thought you were even better than Koi. Oh. A thousand points to you. Whose line is it anyway? Read off the credits, John. Acting Absolutely. like you're a football player. Uh, trying not to get arrested for sexual harassment. <laughs> X-Phantom, that's just my phantom limb touching your thigh there. Ooh, Olenti, <laughs> don't let me make you feel uncomfortable by getting awfully close to you here in the chat. Dereal Antoni, oh no, I am not trying to grab that, just just uh, reaching for some uh, peanuts. By the way, guys, here. we're ending the stream right now. I hope you guys realize that's what's happening. That's Massimo <laughs> Samdal, it's about to become a scandal. Uh, because of my <laughs> horrific actions here in the chat today. ZB, uh, I'm not going to go with the joke I had lined up for that. <laughs> Wampa PV, uh, you're going to get HPV from me when I uh, touch. Yeah, this is going real great. Uh, all, right, all, right, all right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, this was another fun uh, stream, spider stream, we'll call it. I should have put it that. Spider stream. Live spider stream. We got to change the title. Spider stream. Live spider stream. Uh, All this time. Didn't think about that. But yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. This was a blast to do. And uh, Koi, thank you for bringing your knowledge. Really helps on these. Yeah, man. And your Um, enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, it comes in handy. And enthusiasm. And John, um, you are just the whole package. Oh. And more importantly, thank you to everyone who gave. I don't think it's playing. It's so funny that we can't. It's hear not it. playing. No. You got okay. It. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hey, Thank you, everyone who contributed. Go. <laughs> Perf. I didn't get to hear it at all. Not once. Not, I heard it once <laughs> through the headphones. Quietly. It's still the weirdest thing to me because the the monitor was working. The monitor so was working. That's how you heard it. No, it, it's done. It's done. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much and. I'll talk with all of you relatively yes. soon. All of you. Much one. love. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the Maki Mak reference to close out. Peace out.